Microaggressions. Oh, it was from the uh, whole what the Evergreen College thing with uh, Weinstein, and they they said uh, to the principal about his microaggressions and they. (laughs) Is there talk with your hands? How can you? Yeah, get get that, the, that and translate that that small aggressiveness. Uh, yeah, we don't, don't, get, it, it, get it, the it, fuck out of here. Is how it's translated like to me. Jumbo shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> how can you have both of those in the same yeah. thing? Oh, oh on that, I think that's perfect. Dude, here, can you, you need to go up a little bit. Just a hair. Just a hair. Yeah, I'm not getting much. Check, 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 check. You like that better? Yep. Yeah, that's good. All right. I mean, you got the radio voice. When I don't. You, I think you, it picks up Cassie's the best though. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just as far as clarity goes, but your sound's real nice. You got that. Yeah, I can hear it now. You have yeah, that okay. radio voice. I don't. All right. I have a face for radio, but I don't, <laughs> I don't have the voice for it. Maybe even another better start. All right, here we, here we go. Okay, we're live. Joe Copenhaver. That's right. I got it right this time. Uh, thank you for joining, man. This uh, I'm excited. I know uh, within about 30 seconds of, of meeting you, you said, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> But I had already decided 15 seconds prior to that. I, I mean, knew exactly. Did you know when you saw the truck that it was going to be a good thing, or did you see the truck and be like, "Oh my god"? Well, I was I was surprised by the truck. Sound like I see some yeah. this old, you know, you know, box four. What was it eighty? What what year is that? Nineteen and ninety two. It's a ninety two. Okay, yeah. I thought the, I thought the it might F- be late. F one fifty. It's an F one fifty. Yeah, I saw like, F1 man, like sweet is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I saw it sitting out there. I'm like, man. I haven't seen that truck around here. And he pulls in. I'm like, well, that must be, that must be him. And then you told me it was for your son. I'm like, man, that's a sweet yeah, truck to start out. driving. Yeah. He's yeah, making I, out. <laughs> I think sure. I told you, I, I started out with a Bronco too. When I, I like was, those. Too. That's it, pretty I sweet. Like those. It was, yeah. it was great, but it was a piece of crap. I bought it. I had my first job. I bought it for like 300 bucks. And then the head gasket was going out on it. And the one time it like, I remember I, I had a dentist appointment before school. I was like, maybe a, junior in high school or something yeah and uh the head gasket just completely just blew oil all over the place like i was like five miles from school and i just i was at a t and just i stopped the stop sign just smoke everywhere i had to like push it across the road i could barely get into a driveway i had to walk to school and then like halfway through the day i got a note from the office that the Worcester police towed my Bronco to the pound because it was That's like probably it was the best so- news you heard all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah problem now, man. Yeah, right? but I had yeah, but Good the, luck. The, the the payment I had to get it out wasn't as much as I got from the junk yard. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was it a white Bronco? Uh, blue and white. No, uh-huh. it, was, it had a. It was blue and white, not just white. It was, it was, it was a Bronco too. too yeah, though, so yeah. that's a little Wasn't bit. Same, yeah. That's a little bit cooler. I like. I kind of yeah. like those a little more. Yeah, but your that truck is sweet. Did you, you just said you just picked that up? Yeah. Yeah, we got it not too long ago. I just got the plates and everything for it. We're I'm driving it around now to try to get the bugs all yep. worked out because when he goes and drives it, he's not going to know <laughs> what to do other than put right. it in drive and put it in park. And I just need to know that everything that happens in between there is good. True. The only way to do that is to drive it. Yeah. So what, what was your first vehicle? Oh man, it was a 1978 Chevy panel van. Ooh. Right. Did it have and, curtains? Or and it, it had it had a kitchen in the back, man. I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> a, a, a working stove. Oh man, I mean, that it sounds was dangerous. It was called the Gray Goblin. That's and, awesome. And if anybody ever knows me that listens to this, they're going to know that. <laughs> I mean, it was great, and it was terrible. I remember the first day I drove it to school, it was raining, and I turned the wipers on, and they both flew off the hinges. <laughs> so I didn't have any wipers the first day. 
<laughs> but it was mine. Yeah. You know, and it was mine. And then I later I, I uh, upgraded to a Ford Escort, which lasted about two months because the heads are aluminum. <laughs> and they 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 warped and that was the end of that and so then it was time to be an adult and go get a real one yeah so yeah that's always that was i remember that's one, probably one of the most expensive lessons i've ever learned is when i f- went to the dealer for the first time ever yeah at like oh hell i might have been 20 something yeah. like that maybe 19 and i was like oh like i need to be smart well because i had fast cars and got myself into trouble yeah and then you go to the dealership and get a car and you realize like the interest rate and everything oh, i yeah. was like what the hell did i do this yeah that sticker price idea. ain't the real price man <laughs> yeah. i know that but that's that's part of learning how to manage money god that's that sounded like a cult for life right there about <laughs> the sticker price oh yeah i mean it, it ain't it ain't that's everything you think you're getting, and then you got and then there's right. so much more. Yeah. Sure. Oh, Sharon, you know, I remember before we, uh, before you got here, we were talking about um, being early because he showed up super early. Mm-hmm. And I said my grandpa taught me a couple of things. I never got to meet him, or at least I was a baby. Yeah. The one thing he taught me was, you know, early is on time. On time is late. If you're late, don't even bother showing up. But one other thing I always remember that he reportedly said was, "Never believe anything you hear." And only half of what you see. Yeah. I was like, oh, damn. I tell you, <laughs> he, he saw social media coming a long oh, time yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, there's, truth, there's still truth to all those yeah. words, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, um, you know, and you were talking also before about you know some of the some of the things you you done prior. Uh, you were part of SWAT or S or SRT. Yeah. Don't, don't get you started. Not SRT. Not SRT. Not SRT. <laughs> and people may not know when we talked about it off the air. The right. difference between that is really nothing. I mean, it's like you know, we, this is black. No, it's not. It's midnight black. Okay, whatever. Special response team. And I've always said this that every policeman that's in a uniform is his own special response team. Uh, so to to call a group of guys that do SWAT work an SRT to me is an injustice to the guys that's actually on the street doing the job every day because right. everything they go to is special response. Right. So real quick, so obviously we didn't really give much of an introduction. Yeah, I was going to say we need a little bit. Um, of yeah. So just here. just so for anyone who's listening, um, so you were your sheriff's deputy. Yeah. For how so how long have you been doing that? I've been there for twenty two years. Okay, and you were part of the SWAT team there and did some things. So maybe just a quick yeah, sure. I started I started uh, at the sheriff's office in nineteen ninety nine. I was an officer for about three years before that, in a couple small departments in Wayne County, and then I got on with the sheriff's office. And I'm thinking it was around two thousand three, two thousand and four. I got on the team as a uh, sniper, which I started out as the as the uh, spotter for the main sniper, and then when when that person stepped down, I took over as the main guy behind the gun, and I held that spot for quite a while, and then our team kind of kind of dissolved because of money, which is a big issue. We went through that period where we had to lay people off, and we really had to trim a lot of fat just to keep operating, right. and uh, unfortunately, that was one of the things that had to go, which. You know, in a lot of places, it, it was one of the first things to go because it does take a lot of money. True. And it takes takes you away from your primary job, which is to handle calls for the citizens. And then uh, about five years ago, 
I started it up again. And basically, I started it up from scratch. Started it from the ground up, which gave me a chance. You know, if you ever get a chance to build something from the ground up, man, you would know. Oh, yeah. Uh, you get to get a chance to kind of do it your way. Right. You know, so, you know, one of those guys that you, man, if I was in charge, I would, I would do this. <laughs> no, no, you are. Well, guess yeah. what, man? Here you go. Here you go. Here's your camera. Put up or shut up. Right. right. And so... Yeah, I mean, we, me, and and I didn't do that alone. You know, there were a lot of guys that had to trust me and come with me and do that and build a pretty successful team. And then here, as I as we worked up through that, you know, I'm starting to get closer to the end of my run. <laughs> and uh, as you get older in that career, you start peeling away some of your layers, so that when it comes time for you to walk away. You've got everything squared away, locked down, and you ride off into the sunset like you want to yeah, right. with with everything locked up and ready to go and pass those things on to the guys that you think can keep them going. And, you know, that's really what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to get everything in order. I've still got around four years to go, but in police work, that's nothing. I mean, four years goes like that. I mean, four fares. Think of it that way. We got I got four fairs to go, man. and we all sit around and talk about. It. I got you know I got fifteen fairs to go. How am I going to make it? Before long, it's four, and then it's one, and then you're done. So I think it's my responsibility to have that stuff squared away and ready to go, and give it off to people so that it keeps going. You know, you want to leave things better than you found them, and uh, that's the only way you can do that is to make sure that you give it off to the right guys. And you have things in good running order, kind of like the truck. I'm getting that truck squared away, good running order, and I'm going to pass it on to my son, and I hope he doesn't put it around a tree or run it into a lake or whatever he might hit. But the idea is is to give him a good working machine, and that's what I try to do with that. That's pretty commendable. What's, uh, what's the sunset look like for you? Man, the sunset looks like it's in Florida, to tell you the truth. Uh, but you know what? I, if there's one thing I've learned throughout this 47 years, you have your plan, and then there's the plan that's really going to happen. So, And if you're not ready to adjust to that plan and ride with it, you're in for a pretty miserable life. Sure. You know, just adjust to it. Got to be flexible. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's important. I mean, you can't you – can't, you can't be weak and bend whenever every time something comes your way you don't like. I mean, you can fight back, but there's a plan for you, and it's not always the plan you want. You mean you can't cry and hit the cancel button? <laughs> or hit the reset. Put it, yeah. Look, for my day, you'd have to put another quarter in the machine and start the game over. <laughs> but no, no, you can't. I don't, I don't think you can do that. I mean, there's a lot of things that, that uh, I have in mind, but... And there's also a lot. I also realize that most of those I'll I'll never get there, but it's going to be fun trying. You know, that's a good outlook. I mean, yeah. I think I think it's a lot of thing that a lot of people don't have is that maybe it's resilience. Yeah. Maybe it's a good word for it. Yeah. Um, you know, I I work with um, trees a lot. Yeah. And obviously Tony as well. You know, he knows. You know, it's a good analogy with the wind. You know, when the wind comes, like you don't want to break at everything. You know, right. there's times where you, ha- you know, you have to bend over and you have to let that tree, yep. you know, the tree's got to bend and sway, but. It doesn't know. mean you got to go cut it down, does it? Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's times that you, 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 
you want things to go in a certain direction, man, you planned it. You know the variables. You're pretty confident it's going to happen that way. Ain't happening, man. You know, okay, that's fine. Didn't happen. I'm pissed about it. But tomorrow the sun's going to come up again, and I got to be ready for it. Right. So make sure you're there for the sun to come yeah, up. For sure. I'm sure you could relate to that through your career. Uh, nothing else, not everything always goes as planned. No, I can only no, imagine no. the that's what I was going to ask. Stories like, upon stories. Yeah. You know, you said you started in 1999. That's I mean, why I started at the sheriff's office in '99. Okay, I actually started police work around mid 1996 into '97. Okay, so I mean, were you even alive then? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, kind of well, like a legit question. Yeah, hundred hundred percent. I was alive. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was probably watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I was learning how to be. I an probably ass. was too. It's crazy. <laughs> I was. I was probably just old enough to to be learn how to be an asshole at that age. Oh my goodness! In, in late nineties. So just kind of going back to what you guys were saying, man. I just thought of a Dylan quote: "The times they are changing, and the times have always been changing." So you know, what are some things since you started in law enforcement that you've that you've seen from back in the nineties uh, till till now? Because obviously. You know, there's some huge stuff going on right now, yeah. and, and not even getting into immediately that, but just you know, if you can shed some light on, yeah, uh, I mean, there's a there's really a million things, and this is a, that's that that is that seems like on the surface a really easy question to answer, yeah, and it, and it kind of is, but it's super complex. I mean, when you talk about, and you guys will understand this, being businessmen. The really the biggest change that affects us and guys in my position right now, it's five years and less. Retirement systems, health care. I mean, when you took these jobs back in those days, that's why you took them. Yeah. I mean, you knew you weren't going to make a ton of money, but you knew you were going to work 25 years, you're going to be done, and you're going to be well taken care of with a good retirement system. True. It's not exactly true anymore. Right. Um, so that, which no one wants to hear about, um, is a big difference. The overall perception of the police officer, it has changed for sure. A lot of that is our own fault. Um, you have tree services that you know that are better than others. You yep. have tree workers that you know are better than others. There's a lot of bad ones, and there's a lot of really good ones that you would love to have work for you. Yeah, That's no different than policemen. Um Got a lot of good, really good policemen. There's some not so good. Uh, tough. It's a tough job because the decision making process is so small. Um, can you train that? I don't know if you can. Um, I think we're trying. Yeah. Uh, but the perception of the police officer is something that has changed in both ways. There's a lot of people that do not like the police, obviously, but there I have seen a growing number of people that go out of their way to tell us that they do appreciate us. Um, so it's not all negative. So immediately answer that question, oh, man, you know, being a cop sucks now because of this, that. In my experience living here in this county, that's not the case. We, we have seen a, an increase in support. I think that's got a lot to do with the way we do our jobs. A lot of us grew up here. Sure. We live here. We understand the culture that we work with, and uh, we, we've adapted well to that, and I think that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to serve those people that you work work with, live with, live around, grew up with, and I think that's a big, big reason why we've got that 
growing support. And you're always going to have those people that throw eggs at my cruiser that sets at my house. You're going to have that. No big deal. But for the most part, when we go out and we do our jobs and you were just traveling from A to B and someone gets the chance to tell us or tell thank you to me, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. I mean, it's uh, it, it's changed a lot, but in a lot of ways it's kind of stayed the same. You know, you have an expectation of performance. True. And uh, that expectation may go up and down depending on where you live and what's going on with the world, but meeting that standard, still, it's still the goal. So it's changed a lot, but you know what? When you change with it, you really don't notice it. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, I could ask, throw that back at you and say, sure. when you started work, doing tree work, your equipment is way different now. Yeah. yeah. Your education on how to do things, way different now. The expectation of how that stuff gets done, way different now. Uh, it's so easy to criticize it, someone now and get it out there. Yeah. You know, I, I had Rogue come do my trees, and they tore a hole in my yard. And I'll post it yeah. all over, so, and you so, know, so, a thousand so, people read yeah. it. Instead, know, of, instead right. of a phone call, yeah, to, hey, let's let's handle this through a phone call. Sure, you know, yeah, up, right. It's out there on the internet. Right. You know, a police officer came up to me, and he wrote me a ticket, and I wasn't speeding. Yep. Boom. Yeah, or they, they get their camera out, and they, they post, sure. you know, a clip that's 10 seconds long sure. that doesn't even begin right. to show the whole story. Well, and yeah. I think yeah. to both of those points where, you know, I think there's so many people that don't really think about, uh, you know, police officers. They're they're just people, just like you and me and anybody else. Yeah, they're out there doing a job. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned the benefits, yeah. like you know, the, yeah. maybe like the retirement and things aren't what they used to be. Um, and it just really hit me that it was funny because um, obviously we haven't been doing this incredibly long. I think this is number fourteen or so. Uh, of the podcast and um probably the last one after this no no trust me <laughs> just burn it down yeah the, uh, we have we have we have debauchery every once in a while it gets a lot worse trust me um but, I was say, but there's not even any alcohol right yeah now. i mean we there's plenty over there if you know there's some beers in the fridge you know um no but it was funny because you know my my daughter asked well who's coming on the podcast and i told her she's like well what does he do and i told her and she goes and she's kind of like, didn't say anything. I'm like, well, what? She's like, well, it's just weird having a police officer here, like not on official business. I was like, well, he's just a person just, you know, just yeah. like you and me. Yeah. Like, I was like, you could be a police officer someday if you wanted to. She's like, oh. Yeah, I want to be a singer though. <laughs> like, all right, well, <laughs> for her. yeah, end the conversation. You know, but, you know, yeah, it was kind of funny, like the, the benefits piece of it where yeah. everyone's looking for a good job. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone just, they want to take care of their families. They want to retire. They want to ride off in the sunset. Sure. And, you know, and for somebody to take the, you know, position as a police officer with good intentions, because I know some people that sure have done the opposite too, Absolutely. you know, like whether it be, you know, military service, there's a lot of guys that go in the military that they don't want to serve their country. They just want to make up for some imbalances they've had yeah. in their life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if the harder you make the job, at least in my eyes, the harder you make a police officer's job, well, and that's you're going to put people in that position that look at that and go, well, why would I want to do that? Yeah, it will look, and that's very understandable. Um, our job is uh, isn't exactly painted in the best light, so you don't get to see. I mean, it's kind of like when you watch ESPN football. They, I mean, all they do is show the touchdowns, right? Yeah, they don't show the defense when they stop the guy for yep. a one yard loss or all the blocking. 
yeah, for the or touchdown. all the good blocking that stopped a big play from happening. They don't show all the times a policeman goes into a house and defuses it and finds it better than it was when he got there and goes on. Yeah, or saves a kid. Exactly. I mean, that stuff usually doesn't make the news. Mm. Uh, it's and, not and salacious. When, when you're constantly putting it out there all the time where a guy, you know, just – you know, I had a I had a I had a sergeant a long time ago tell me, you know, it's back when the internet started to become a thing and yeah. there was, you know, people recording everything. How would you like to have the worst moment of your life caught on film? And then go viral. Yeah. And you know, and that always that really that really stuck with me. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it could happen any day here. Because no one wants to you know, I mean, these we will train and we will do all this stuff, but I can sit here and tell you, no one wants to go out and take someone's life. They don't. They're, I have I have met thousands and thousands of policemen in my life, and I've never been around a group of guys that said, "Man, I and I can't wait to go to work tomorrow. Maybe I'll get to shoot someone." Right. I mean, you don't understand the impact that that has on your life, that guy's or girl's family's life, their children. No one wants to do that. But sometimes that has to happen, and it's on video now more times than not for everyone to watch and replay and critique. Scrutinize. And go over and over and over again, and it's just it's not a desirable job. And I, I can give you a little bit of insight on that. Um, my oldest boy, who's getting the truck, he's, uh, he said to me multiple times, Dad, there's, there's just no way that I would ever want to be a policeman ironically he wants to be an army ranger but he in his eyes being a policeman is more difficult than that because of what he sees constantly Mm -hmm. on the television on the internet you know and we don't talk greatly about stuff like that at my house i just i don't want it to be about that true when i come home i want to be dad Right. I don't want it to be deputy dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I and 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 I and some ways maybe I've uh cut them off at the knees a little bit. Maybe they want to. But I don't want that I don't want that interaction immediately when I get home to be all about police. Number one, I don't want to talk about yeah, it. That's what I figured. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just I'm done with it. You know, to, to me getting early. home is like you know, getting to home base. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But at the same time, they need to know certain things, and as they got as they've gotten older, those talks have increased. But you know, for years it was I was I just didn't want to get into it. And my wife's been pretty strong with that too. She's, she's probably got a tougher time at, about it than I do, because I I truly don't. Not to be arrogant or over, I really don't think about when I go to work about getting shot or getting in a wreck or whatever might happen. I don't. I go there and I know there's certain things I got to get done that day and I've got eight, 10, 12 hours, whatever it is to get it done. And I need to try to get it done. Well, I feel like that could be debilitating. You know, if, if you go in, I mean, not that, not that anyone, at least I would blame, I don't blame police officers for, you know, every single time they pull somebody over thinking, all right, like what could happen? Well, yeah. but if you think that way, it could be debilitating it, too. It, and it, it could, is. And that's it could be a conflict. Sometimes it creates a problem that really was never there. You know, if you go up to every stop like it's a bank robber, right. you're not going to be there very long. <laughs> you know, because most people that you're going to come in contact with, that's probably the only contact they may ever have with a policeman. Mm-hmm. So their opinion of what you do is based on 
that interaction. Yeah. So keep that in mind. You know, I always remember to quote that uh, there'll be somebody out there that'll point this out that it's wrong, but I think I think it might be Ted Williams quoted this, and they asked him why he played so hard every day. And he said, "Well, because there might be somebody up in the stands who's never seen me play before." And that might be the only memory they ever get of me. So, and, I, and it's kind of uh, relating that to what I'm saying is that might be the only contact a, uh, a citizen ever has with a policeman. And so they're going to drive away one or two ways. Thank God he or she was there, or I never want to see those guys ever again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and sometimes you can't help how they feel. Right. It's just the way it is. But if you can control that interaction, in a positive way, I think it benefits you and your community. Absolutely. I mean, I, I even do. from a personal standpoint, you know, I've had um, myself not so great run-ins with police officers, yeah. but then after some of those times where I had some run-ins when a time, you know, as a young teenage boy or, sure. you know, times where I probably wasn't doing the things I should have been doing late at night, this, that, whatever. But when I, I've had interactions with police officers that were like, yeah. Hey, Get home safely. Like let's yeah. let's just get you home safe. Like yeah, sure. you license plate lights out, whatever. But they could have given me a hard time and didn't. Sure. You know, just because. And it's yeah. like, oh, like I I I always remember that. I mean, that yeah. was years and years and years ago where I don't remember anything. But I remember that one, you know, state patrolman at three o'clock in the morning when I was nineteen pulling yeah. me over for a license plate light. Yeah. And not being a jerk. Yeah. And going, Hey, just just checking up on you. Yeah. Like, get and, home safe. And yeah. it's like people like and that. And that like, goes a lot further than writing a ticket yeah and it has your license away (laughs) increasing your insurance Mm -hmm. you know working for free the next week because you got to pay that ticket and i think about stuff like that i don't know if everybody does that does that job but i do i know at that age or even right now what a ticket like that would do to my plan for the holidays oh yeah especially now yeah uh i mean but you know, there's that that fine line you got to dance around. Of I have a job to do also. Yeah. So it's 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 hard. It's it, there is. Uh, you know, I had a person ask me the other day. I think we were talking. It was something along the lines of our retirement systems, and how they were going down the drain. And it, the conversation came up of, you know, I mean, if you could go back and do something else, what would you do? And I said. I don't know. I don't know if I could do anything else. You know, I, I, I tried to do something else. Yeah. I mean, believe it or not, I wanted to be an art teacher. I mean, how much different can those be, man? <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know. You're dealing with a bunch of juveniles all the time, basically. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's kind of so. I guess so. You're right. And adults Let's try to paint inside the lines sure. now, folks. <laughs> I mean, there's some similarities there. I guess we break it down that way, but. I don't know, man. I mean, I I don't really know what else I could do. And again, I go back to that. You got a, you got your plan that you want to do, and then there's the one that the man's going to have you do. And uh, there, I know for a fact I've been put in positions before that that I know I was supposed to be there yeah. type of deal. Um, something a little bigger than me going on, and I'm okay with that. I mean, if that's what he wants me to do, I'll do it. But. Uh, I just got to tell him, that's a heck of a question. I'm not very good at anything, except maybe that. And if that's what I'm supposed to do, I'll do it. I try to do it my way and do it the right way. But uh, 
That's good. And I said, man, and I didn't expect this question from this person because they're not a real deep thinker, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not a real deep real, thinker. Right? I mean, this is a guy that I, you know, I that I had on the team that knocks doors down. Yeah. You know, just a big, strong Breacher, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, where did you come up with that at, man? You know, but there's a good question. And I just don't know. I mean, I know I'd, I'd love to play shortstop for the New York Yankees, but that ain't happening. Yeah. So it's a, a tough gig. Here I am. <laughs> you know, here I am. But yeah, that was it. There's a lot that has changed. I don't know, coming full circle, what's going to go on in the future here. I think we're at a big time crossroads. Yeah, I mean, policing is going to change, yeah. whether we want it to or not. Uh, we have to adjust to that, but we kind of survive making adjustments. So I think we'll be okay. That my dad was actually law enforcement, and uh, and, I, and he said that was the only job he truly loved. Yeah, there was never a, any other job. And he's worked a lot of jobs, a lot yeah. of jobs, and uh, he was like, I, "I've never loved any job except for being law enforcement." Yeah. You know, and, and, and uh, I understand where he's coming from, and I've not, probably never hated one as much either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, is that possible? Yeah, I think it is. Um, because a lot of times we, we let that the negatives override the positives because we get used to the positives. We got that luxury of, oh, yeah. of the positives. You know, we get a lot of time off, uh, and I think police would need it. I think they need that to recharge those batteries and become part of the populace. Because yeah. when you're working those midnights and those afternoon shifts, you're really not normal. Uh, my wife could probably call in right now and tell you that I wasn't normal for 17 years because I was working midnights. Yeah. I was not part of the regular populace. I was just, right. it's a different lifestyle. I mean, you're out at night. You're like a nocturnal animal. I mean, you're sleeping in the day and you're working at night, and it throws you off. I've done that for a tiny little bit, and just a just, tiny little fraction. It does, it does, man. And you are just, you're just wazzed all the time, and you live for that. And uh, at the same time, it's killing you. Well, not only that, but you know? just the pressure that your police officers go through, and obviously different, you know, areas and. Mm -hmm populous you know metropolitan areas sure. are a little different or you know different areas of the country but i mean you look at uh, how long have i said that america just in general like we've lived pretty pretty comfortably compared yeah. to the rest of the world yeah um yeah you know not only that but then you look at the thing that kills me is you know for the most part just as a general statement people give soldiers a little extra you know little extra wiggle room sure. you know because they go over and they see things and they sure. you know they get put through things that not the normal person hasn't gotten definitely, put through definitely but they never realize that police officers do a very very similar job yeah. with a fraction of the training yeah that's a that's a key <laughs> statement that that you make there is the training and i think if you look at a lot of your you know, your your unsuccessful situations, I'll put it that way. You can usually dive into that person or that squad and you can see that they've been vastly undertrained. Um and that is a that is a big thing and it's a reality because of money. You know, you're yeah. talking to do quality training, it takes time and the time is money. Mm -hmm. And you're taking five, six guys off the road that are doing their normal patrol duties and you're going to train them in a, in a uh, 
certain aspect of law enforcement, we have to pay people to go do their work while they're getting trained. And then you have to pay them while they're being trained. And you have to pay the guy that's training them. Yeah. So it's not as simple as, you know, line up training, go do it, go out and be a great policeman. Because <laughs> I believe that if you're really going to be trained in something and be proficient at it, you got to do it more than once. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, showing up and having a guy talk, you know, show you how to defuse a domestic violence situation, that's going to be great. And you might, you might take one or two things from that. And I always tell the guys, you go to the China, and look, we know when the trainings are going to suck. But if you can take one or two things from it, take it. Put it in your tool bag. Maybe you get a chance to use it. It was worth it. But it's really hard to do when you when you do it once. You know, yeah. you go if you went to that same guy and you did it over a five week period, you're probably going to come out of there better at handling those situations. If you go to a marksman class and you shoot twenty rounds, you're not really going to improve your shooting. If you go there and shoot a thousand over a week's time, you're going to come back a lot better shot. And then do it again. And do it again. again. And then do it on your <laughs> do it do it on your own. And then I mean, it's, it's it's it doesn't matter if it's police work, carpentry, concrete work. The more you do it, the better you get at it. And with our job, it's really hard to get really great at something new because you're going hundred other things, and then you got to come back and do this, and then go do your other hundred, right. and still do those hundred at a very high level, or you get injured, hurt, they get injured, hurt, whatever. So it's hard to be proficient at everything, but repetition is is the thing that's the key there and we don't always get that chance to do that i mean it just it's a numbers game and the numbers don't always come out in your favor right to one of the big things i'm hearing is you know to be good at law enforcement adaptability um yeah what would you say some other you know key attributes or qualities that would make someone very good at in law enforcement well i mean inside that adaptability category i mean Everyone, they, I mean, we've, we we have people say, you know, he's a, the policeman. He's a person too. Yeah. So act like it. You know, don't don't march up there like the stormtroopers. You know, uh, chances are that you're going to get off on the wrong foot right off the bat. You know, just be yourself. So you think like like either empathy or relatability. There's there's some there, there's something to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not everyone is. The bad guy. True. Um, now, stay sharp for sure. Stay sharp for sure. But at the same time, again, realize this might be this person's only contact ever. With a, the last thing they want to do is call the police. But they felt like they had no choice but to call the police. And to you, this is you know, this is my 14th call today. I can't believe you're calling the police for this. <laughs> you know, and, and look, you think that, and that's fine. But you go up there and you be professional about it, and that's that adaptability. Make that person feel like this is the most important thing that you've been on all day, and it's not. It's probably not even close, but to them it is. And you walk away from that better for that. Uh, I, I mean, that is a uh, it's a tough question because you can almost answer that question with a lot of things under that adaptability. Because the the job and the day and the hour is never the same. True. You know, we, there's this there's this little. It's kind of like a superstition. I mean, no one ever says, "Man, it's quiet today." 
<laughs> I mean, you're, you're right? going to get a flashlight inside <laughs> yeah. the head. Yeah. You, you say that because that is not what you do. Because you know, as soon as you do that, ready for the shit the Kraken's show. coming yeah. out, man. Right. Get ready. You know, but I mean, it literally changes minute, hour, day. Um, to be able to adapt to that kind of ebbs and flows, it's important. Uh, I also think that one of the things that I would tell uh, a, a young officer is, let's not, don't make this your life. You know, this is a job, and it's very important, and you need to take it serious. But, man, when you're off, don't hang out with a bunch of cops. Go hang out with your family. Go hang out with your brothers. Go hang out with someone other than a policeman. Because if you sit and you talk about this all the time, it's going to become such a monotonous, filled profession that you're going to end up not enjoying everything else going on around you. Right. I think it's important that you have friends outside the police force. Do things that aren't always cop-related. You know, I, I, I think that makes a more well-rounded policeman, too. You know, because you get out there and you hang out with a bunch of people who aren't policemen, you know, not everybody's a dirtbag. No. <laughs> you know, these guys got the same problems we got. You know, it, it helps you relate a little bit more to that guy when, when you say, hey, man, I know what you're saying. I mean, you can actually, I do know what you're saying. Because I've been in that spot before. Where I don't know if I'm going to have enough money to, to make my payment. You know, I don't know if I'm going to have enough money to do this. This is wearing on me. That's wearing on me. Yeah, I mean, I get it, man. Here's what I would do. So, yeah, I mean, I think it just, I would say a little, you know, that's what I tell be well-rounded. I mean, take this job serious because it is a serious job. It's, you know, you are, you're given a great responsibility. But, man, when it's time to go home, go home. Yeah. You know, find you something to do. Go hunting, go fishing, work on cars, do, you know, jujitsu, whatever it is you guys do. Find something to get into to where you're not thinking about this job all the time. You know, I think that's a huge thing because it can wear on you and it can turn something into a negative that probably isn't a negative. You know, a lot of foresight. Like we're, you just, some of the things you keep saying just keep on ringing. Just you know, being able to look beyond. Yeah. You know that your current situation and yeah. You know, just life in general. Yeah. Like, you know, you know having that foresight to to look down the road and go right. This isn't everything. Yeah. You know, or even it even that short-term proximity of you know i can imagine you know walking up to somebody and having the foresight to go hey this might be their only interaction with yeah. the police yeah. ever you know where did that where does that come from because i feel like that's a, a a huge thing that so many people are lacking these days is just the the thought of hey this isn't just right hey, i might have tomorrow yeah and I got you next mean, year. Like, like if you defund the police and then you, you, <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you call the police and they don't show up. Yeah, you know, well, well, like that. yeah, I wasn't that's going a, that far. It's so bizarre just, because uh, I just can't. I mean, that's really, and not just because I do it, but I really think that our police and our firemen and even our even our hospitals, things of that nature. I think that's really what separates us from everybody else. I think we have that, we have that order. You know, we have that, that difference between 
us and everybody else is our people that are willing to get out there and really take serving their their home town, their home county, their home city, whatever it might be, and make a career out of it. That's not an easy thing to do because uh, you're never going to be in charge of it. Yeah. Uh, you're never going to be the only one that's ever done it. Um, and you're never going to be rich. <laughs> and not everyone's going to like you no, for and it. That, right, <laughs> and not everyone's going to like what you're doing. And you know, that takes a heck of a thing to do. Uh, but there's a you know, everyone has a calling. Um, like I said before, I don't know what else I would do. I don't. I mean, I'd like to think I could do other stuff, but and maybe that's because I haven't done anything else. I mean, if I got put in a situation, I think I could learn just about anything. But uh, you, you, you've got that that person. I was talking to my neighbor about this, which is a guy I think you guys might want to get on at some point. We'll talk about that later because I'm not giving you props on the air. <laughs> uh, but uh you know we were talking the other day and uh in between flipping each other off across the yards um you know there people have a switch and if you can flip that switch that's fine a lot of people got a switch they can flip it and they can go berserk but who can turn it off? You know, and that's the difference. And I don't even know if you can do that or know that you can do that until you have to. Uh, you can get into your find yourself in situations where you have to become more violent than the person you're after. The difference is, can you shut that switch off? Um, and when you talk, when I talked about a calling, I'm not sure that everybody's got that. Uh, we all like to think we do, right. you know. And I, and I didn't. I didn't know that I could do it because I'm one of those pe- people that once I get my mind made up how something's going to go, it's going that way. And it might take two minutes. It might take two hours. It might take two days. It might take two weeks. But damn it, it's going that way. Once I get it there, I shut the switch off. Uh, I don't know that there's a lot of people that can do that. Um, blessing or a curse i don't know uh there's probably been a lot of things that i've missed out on because of that switch there's probably been a lot of things that i've that i've gained because of that switch too um that's part of your makeup i think you got it or you don't i think you fight or you back down the difference is is when it's over can you shut it off you don't know until you get in there. So, and that's really, that's really what, to me, you find your time, you find yourself in that position over my career 25, 30 times. You know, it's not cops every night. It's not. I mean, you're you're going because I hope not. You know, you're going because you're going. I mean, I'm sure it's like that at places. You're right. No, for sure. You know, but it's not like that here. I mean, most of the time you're going because the neighbor's dog won't shut up. Okay, but still, got to handle it, right? To be honest with you, I would much rather go to a 50 man bar fight than that dog call, because when you leave that dog call, no one's happy. Right. They're already pissed because they called you. 
Now you're going to go make them mad because the dog's barking. And five minutes after you leave, the dog's going to bark again. So now I'm mad. But you go to that bar fight, you're going to haul some people away, and it's going to be over. Right. But that switch is in there somewhere. When you've turned it on, but can you turn it off? And that's when you say, you know, can you do something else? I don't know, man. Where else does the switch fit? Right. Well, I think too. Do you think that there's some trainability in that? Like, because you know, we, we touched on the the lack of training that police officers get here. Um, and I don't, do you know Mike Manchek? He runs the Jitsu Gym out of Worcester. I do not. Um, we 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 had him on. He talked about how he has a lot of police officers in there. I remember watching him on your. Yeah, you guys had him on the show yeah, like a week no. ago or something. No, it was. It was a couple. It was a month or so ago. Okay, because I did a little. Yeah, but, a little background on you guys before I came. I'm, I'm sure Figured you did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure full, you did. FBI background <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, but he talked about like you know, and there's been some proposals. Um, you know, higher up, like Andrew Yang proposed that you know police officers should be a purple belt in jujitsu because it's all about de-escalation and being able to de-escalate a situation. Mm-hmm. But Mike talked about it that um, you know to be able to de-escalate something and not have to be aggressive but at some point or another you have to make the decision of all right do i have to be more aggressive than this person sure and do you think that's obviously there's some people that'll never have that switch but do you think that's trainable to find that like and more people than not i do um you know that in in our line of work i think a lot of that and here's where i really benefited it's the it's the older guys that you get to know when you get there as a young officer. If you've got good older guys, veterans that can teach you the kind of the tricks of the trade, and you get a chance to shadow those guys and be with them and go through the training and see how they handle stuff. I mean, it is uh, it's nothing short than. <laughs> miracle is not the right word but it's nothing short of brilliance sometimes when when some of these guys would go into these situations and walk out of there and everything's just fine because you hear on the radio you read what comes on the computer and you get there and it is a complete mess and by the time you leave there that house has probably never been better uh, and not a punch was thrown not a single use of force, nothing. What do you think that is? What do they? What, what is that? They're able to do. That? Well, I think a lot of that's maturity. I think a lot of that is life experience. Uh, what these guys did before they came policemen, uh, and it, there's just a, every person is mature at different times. Uh, I don't know necessarily that can be taught. I think it can be passed on, and you can be given that those tools to work with whether you choose to use them or not that's up to you uh, but uh, i think it's you got it or you don't man i mean not everybody's an all-star right right i mean there are guys that are really good at doing certain things and then there's guys that you don't want them anywhere near your call because you know as soon as they get there all hell's breaking loose because they show up to fight they show right. up looking for reasons to take this guy that girl and everybody to jail uh, and we need those guys, believe it or not. There's a time for those guys. But there's also that that uh, trait and that intangible that some of these guys got 
that they can walk into that worst case scenario thing and not a thing has to be done. And to me, that's more impressive than anything. I always found that to be, you know, that's a true policeman. And I would tell the young guys that a true policeman is a guy that goes into any situation and leaves it better than he found it. And if you can get that as being okay or cool, you're going to do law, you're going to do very well in this job. Now look, there's going to be times you're going to have to go hands-on and you have to be ready to do that. I think that type of training with the fighting is awesome. And I wish that would have been a bigger part. I mean, that is that that's something I could have done on my own. I mean, let's not count on the employer to give us everything. Right. True. You know, a lot of that's your responsibility to go out and make yourself better. And that's something that I that I probably should have done a lot more of. Um, and I think that would benefit our guys a lot more today with the way things are now. Um, you, the chances of you getting into it with someone, not to mention, we have a lot of people doing that on their own. Mm. So if you're not doing that, you're losing. Because you might go into a house with one, one of you two guys and have to go hands-on. And if you don't have that kind of training, you're at a real disadvantage. You may have to resort to something else. Yeah, I think there's a lot, especially nowadays, there's so many people practicing, you know, whatever it may be yeah. that you just never, or there's so many CCW. Yes. You never know what you're going to get into. Too. Yeah. yeah. And those guys are highly trained. And when you, you almost have to do that just to keep up. Right. Well, I think yeah. too, is we've talked about, do you know who Jocko Willink is? Mm -hmm. yep. He talks about it. We've discussed it before where, you know, someone who's highly trained like that, the, it, and I, Obviously, I'm not highly trained in basically anything, but I can completely understand what he's talking about with someone that's that's so highly trained, like a person like a, a SEAL or a Ranger, mm -hmm. or somebody that they know how to handle themselves. Yeah. They don't have to try to prove anything. They right. they say, all right, well, I know how to handle the situation. Let's handle it or let's walk away. Or, yeah. I think there's something to that that, you know, it kind of goes back to that the training aspect of yeah. just in general people like the more you know and the more you try to try to understand then mm -hmm. the less you have to try to enforce your way on somebody yeah i mean you know don't show up assuming that everything's going to be bad I mean, you got to show up sharp you know but don't go into that situation that you know what the only way we're getting out of this man is blasting our way out you know that's not it's, it's in the not, movies. Right? No, it's not. That's not really. It's, it's never Spendables. happened. You know, or we're not going to. We're not have to fight our way out of every call we go to. Um. Again, I think our profession has a way of weeding those guys out. You know, unfortunately, now a lot of them get weeded out on national TV. But before, I mean, you knew who was going to make it and who wasn't. Right. It was just just by the way that they carried themselves when they're on on the street in someone's house or even with their own people. You know, you know if a guy's going to relate to how we do things here, or he's probably not going to make it. So can you fix all that? I don't know. I don't know. I think guys, a lot of that's on the person. You know, how, how willing are you to, to, to make that admission that you don't know anything? Ooh, there's not a lot of people that can no. do that these days. Right. It's hard to do no, no. To, to say I don't know. I don't know you damn know, thing. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and, and and I usually say that because it's true. Now, I really don't know anything. I, I've been to a, a couple trainings with some really accomplished soldiers that were the instructors, 
and these guys are coming back and they are you know there's 10 or 12 of us in the class and they'll go right down the line and ask these guys you know where do you work what do you do what are you here for and you know of course i'm i try to sit in the back but they start in the back i'm like you know (laughs) the guy says you know i'm i asked me the question i said i'm so and so from so and so been a policeman for x amount of years i don't know a damn thing that's why i'm here you know i mean and the look on his face was you know i was a little bit i was like ah he either thinks i'm trying to be an idiot or he really likes my answer i'm not sure yet because he had that he probably uh, wasn't sure either well (laughs) no he had that normal face where like he had nothing no when he looked at me and i said that he went right to the next guy like oh well this guy hates me and he's gonna shoot me as soon as he gets a chance but uh (laughs) later on at the break he he really he came up to me he said you know i really appreciate that answer there's not a lot of guys that because you are that you've been on the force the longest and you said you didn't know a damn thing he goes and i don't believe that but i appreciate that approach that you took i don't know anything teach me it's hard to do it is um, you know because you do take pride in some of your accomplishments you do you take pride in some of your skill set but at the same time you know damn well you're not the best at it so show me how to get that good yeah. that humbleness is hard to find yeah well i i started doing that years ago just basically like i don't know i don't i don't know anything <laughs> like don't but because i realized that you worked on him he hired you right <laughs> oh no i don't work for him you don't work for no, him. no i don't know no. no i don't work no. for that guy so that's why no. you guys get along so well yeah well it's not it's not because of me i think it's because your brother-in-law is my business partner so yeah maybe <laughs> yeah i used to work oh. long story i used to work for Corey. i don't know if you ever met Corey. His I part- saw him on the website when I was doing my check on you. Yeah, yeah. So I've I, I worked there. with his business partner, my okay. brother in law, okay. for like seven years, and okay. then like they went off and they doing the rogue thing, and then there everyone's always like, "Hey, like when you going rogue?" I'm like, <laughs> "Fucking never!" <laughs> like I were I know those two guys. Yeah, like yeah. I'm great. For, I love them to death, but I'm never working for them. Like no way. <laughs> Um, but you know, it, I don't know whether to feel offended or no, because I, yeah, because I, oh, I, I value our friendship. I, That's I, why. I that. Well, you know what? There's, there's probably some truth to that. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you joke about it a lot, but you know what? When you get put in that situation where you have to supervise friends, oh, it's tough. It's a difficult thing, and that's that happens quite a bit. Um, and it's not. Look, it's a lot easier when you are the supervisor but the difficult part comes from a guy who is your friend he's not the supervisor and you're telling him you're calling him out on something Mm -hmm. um it's harder on that guy to accept that than you know and that that takes a special person and it's not always the you know the, the leader gets a lot of the credit but you know you have to have people willing to follow and that's not in our line of work. That is, boy, they are few and far between, and and, and most of the guys there, they're doing that job because they, they've got that alpha ness about them right. that they want to, they want to, they want to get out there and make a difference, and they're they're pretty confident in themselves. That's the type of guys you yeah. want, right? You have to have a little bit of that. Sure, you do. You got to manage that, and a lot of those guys, and again, I, I the switch thing. There's a time you want that switch off. You know, you saw me do something wrong. Let me know what it was. Call me out. Let's get it right. So when we have to go do this stuff, 
we're all on the same page. That takes a lot of, it takes guts to do that, yeah. especially in front of your peers. Yeah. So kudos to those guys. Yeah. And like you said, I think it does take a lot, but like kind of going back to what I was saying, you know, I started doing that because I realized that, oh, it makes it easier if I was saying like, yeah, I don't know anything. Like, mm -hmm. well then eventually the expectation level, the ex down yeah, here. the expectation yeah. level is low. And then, but eventually people start like that instructor. Yeah. No, no, I don't buy that shit, yeah. but okay. Yeah. I appreciate it, but I don't buy it. Yeah. After the um, first round of shooting, <laughs> you know, you know what you're doing, but he appreciated the fact that I didn't stand up there and hold up my list of accomplishments and right. read them all off. I didn't have the list anyway, but still, I get what he was saying. Yeah, and I think there's there's some people that would say that's almost arrogant to do that. But to me, I'd rather have somebody that's passively arrogant and saying I don't know shit than someone that's actively yeah. arrogant. You know, at, yeah. least, at least in their at least they seems like they have their mind open to okay, yeah, maybe I can learn something. And that arrogance could come out later on in that training yeah. when you start to overcoach. You know, he's trying to tell you something and you go over his head and say this or that. That's kind of statement your actions have to carry out throughout that whole training in order to make that opening statement stick. I would imagine arrogance puts a target on you too. It does. Yeah. And, and, and guys find that right away. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. if you said yeah. you were, you know, this good or that good, I'd be like, that's okay. a good well, I'm taking yeah. out. You know, you want to partner it. up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I... Yeah, and either, if, nothing, yeah. And if you things. are, then I'll learn something that's from you. That's exactly right. One <laughs> or two things. Either you're going to kick my ass or I'm going to kick yours. Yeah. But either way, we're partnering up. Yeah. And there's not a lot of people that want to do that. Um, But that's what we're there for, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a big difference between confidence and arrogance, too. So maybe I should specify yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can feel confident that you know what you're doing. But you can also have that that uh, emotion inside of you that says, "Man, you know what? This may not be your day. Just dial it down." You know, <laughs> yeah, right. you have good days shooting, and you have bad days. Yeah. Yeah. Walk, walk the line of confidence, but kind of peer, peer down into <laughs> yeah. the abyss of uh, yeah, arrogance. For sure. For yeah, sure. It, it takes a lot of control, though, and on and not and it comes back to honesty with yourself. If you're honest. It's that thing. If you're honest, you never have to worry about the lies you told. Yeah. You know, and there's there's a lot of truth in that. I mean, if that, that's really how you are, which I am. I mean, I'm I'm I know I can I know I can do a lot of stuff, but I also know that there's um, by no means am I the standard of anything. So let's put it out there and see where it goes. We've had that conversation a while ago too, is just being realistic with if you can be realistic and honest with yourself, then being realistic and honest with other people it's only going to, in a selfish way, it's only going to benefit you sure. because it's, you know, sure. Hey, this is, uh, I don't know. I might be good. I might yeah. not. Like, we'll see. That, well, that, and then if you, if you are yeah. good, then okay, great. Well, but. It's, it's the first thing I said to you when I got it. I, I have no idea why you want to talk to me, <laughs> but I mean, this might be the shortest one you guys have ever done in your history. Oh, we, um, yeah. It'd be 25 minutes already. So, we're, we're good. so I'm not the worst. <laughs> see? Yeah. No, I think it goes like, what you were saying that honestly and that self appraisal and and i think that's how you learn yeah but constantly oh, I like learning. that self appraisal being honest with your self appraisal oof yeah that's, I mean, <laughs> that's a tough one yeah, right? that's a tough one to swallow and the thing about that is, is <laughs> yeah. no one's ever going to know you did it but you yeah, yeah. and mo i mean usually no one's ever going to be tougher on your yourself than that's you. how it should, should be it's right how, yeah it should be absolutely right and I, I think a lot of times people confuse that too with a guy being arrogant Oh man, this guy thinks he should win everything. 
yeah don't why don't you you yeah. know it, you know if, if i look up on the board there the scores and i'm in the middle i'm not really happy with that you know i have realistic the, the guys ahead of me are really damn good but i'm not here to get in the middle you yeah. uh, i'm try to get to the top and if i do the best, whether it's you know weightlifting, fighting, shooting, whatever that competition might be. And I walk away saying, man, I didn't win it, but that's the best day I ever had. I got better. I got better. So that's what we're there for. I think a lot of people, too, they, they are, they're constantly comparing themselves to somebody else. <laughs> and that, that, could, that could be okay as like a, you know, maybe be like a, a career aspect of, all right, well, this person can do this, this, I need to get to their level. Mm -hmm. But when you constantly compare yourself to other people and like, and then some of those people, they, you know, going back to the arrogance aspect of it, it's like, well, I, they shouldn't have won or they shouldn't, have, they're not better than me because this, that, whatever. Well, yeah. no, just get better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and that's what it, the comparative analysis for growth. Yeah. So if you can take that and you can go, well, here's, I'm doing this because I'm trying to grow and make myself better. And, you know, being around those guys, if you're on the SWAT team, like, hell yeah, I want to be as good as this guy. Like, sure. And I want this guy to be as good as me. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. We might go through a door and we might get in a situation that's, you know, that's hairy. Right. And, and I want, I want the best. I want the yeah, best. I want, the, I want everyone around me to be better than me. Yeah. So I'm going to do my that's best to be exactly the best right. that I can be. That's exactly and right. And then encourage them to be better. Sure. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of, a lot of, uh, team leaders, whether it's police stuff, military stuff, or whatever, they're probably not the most efficient operator on their team. And I think they're all good with that. I think they are very happy that they, they've got those guys to a level where they at least meet or exceed their own capabilities. Now, they're leaders and, 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 and in charge of that stuff because they have a quality that, raised, that can raise people's performance. And that those people will follow them. They're willing to do that stuff. But we would always, when we would have our shootings several times a year, we would, uh, everybody would get ranked. There's no swap participation trophy. No, no. <laughs> no if, blue if, there was, if there was, we would have shot it. <laughs> Good. Good. Um, but we, you would get ranked. And that's where you would be at in entering the house trailer school whatever it might be and guys wanted to be at the top they wanted to look up there and say okay man i i went from three to one i'm i'm first in baby you know and if you don't have guys wanting to do that then you're not going to have a really effective team uh and it's the same with i mean i could imagine that you get your 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 most uh, your biggest jobs Guys would want to. I would want to go be in on those big jobs. Yeah, and I want to go. Hey, he trusts me to go do this. This is a mega job, man. Yeah, he's trusting me to do this. I'm going to go kick ass for him. Yeah, the ODOT jobs with prevailing wage, or the the job that's in front of the president of the College of Worcester's house, or yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, mm -hmm. my performance is going to put me on that crew that gets sent to that job. Yeah, and my company's you know a company of meritocracy, which I would imagine. You know, SWAT is too. Like sure. you said, you do good. Such Boom. a disgusting he's using these word. Ten dollar words. I mean, I'm not. Well, I better. The microaggressions are coming I mean, out. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> Don't talk to me about meritocracy. How disgusting. I mean, you want I, me to do yeah. something to I earn things? That real quick, I'll respond. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I but think it, that's true. I think you got to have that though. And I also think, and I've seen 
and part of my little research on you, I see you out doing those jobs too. Yeah. I see you cutting trees up. I see you driving the vehicles. I see you doing stuff. Well, I don't get to do that as much, but I but I love doing it because I yeah. know I know my guys are hungry and they're going to be like, dude, the boss. Yeah. And I'm going to be like, I'll kick every one of these guys' asses. Yeah. And I might not actually do it, but in my mind, I'm going to try. try. (laughs) Sure. And they see that and they're they're busting their balls even harder. You're right. And I think it's important that you, if you go through that shoot house with those, you do that obstacle, you do that cold weather training that you do where it's, you know, you set it up, you know, it sucks. So you better go do it. Yeah. You know, don't don't ask these guys to put their hands in a frozen water for thirty seconds and pull their pistols out and shoot it unless you're going to do it too. Yeah, I mean, because, I've, I've always had the mentality, and I, I I bet you do too. Like, you know, if these are my troops and I'm the general, like I want to be the first one in battle. Yeah, sure. And I think that that's important, man. I mean, especially when you're talking about a job that that could cause injury. You know, that could be a serious, serious thing uh, that has ramifications throughout not just your department, but people's lives and families. Yeah. You know, you, you want to take that serious and you want to know what you're asking these guys to do. Um, I think it's if you're not going to go do it yourself, then you can't you can't have those guys go do it either. Uh, there, there are several times that we had chances to go out and do things. And uh, I decided that we weren't going to do it because it wasn't worth the risk. And, of course, guys would get pissed. Ah, man, can you mean we could have went out? Why didn't we? I said, look, guys, to me, it's not. I'm not going to your house and looking your wife or your kids in the eye and saying, you're not here anymore because of this. It's not worth it. Sorry. You can get pissed at me all you want. I don't care. I feel like I'd – I mean – I haven't been in that situation per se, but I feel like I would respect you a lot for, for that because, uh, I mean, that means you actually care yeah. about my yeah. life. You give a shit about my life, and it sure. has value and worth. So Yeah, I, you, 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 I mean, look, these guys are your friends. These aren't disposable people on a screen. I mean, these are the guys that you're going to go get lunch with tomorrow. You're going to work on cases together. You're going to talk about kids going to school, sports, you know, you're going to complain about this. You're going to complain about that together, and you're going to you share lives. We call yeah. duty is not part of your qualification, <laughs> <laughs> man. We'd have a legion full of SWAT yeah, guys, right. wouldn't we? Well, I, I, and then too, I think it breaks down to me. It's you know, you talk about that that teamwork, and you know, people so they like to equate it to a football team, or you know, you're playing on a team, this, that, whatever, and you know, I guess to me, I, I just kind of clicked it. When people talk about you know being on a football team or a baseball team and basketball, you know you're playing as a team and all these different analogies for being on a team, and it's like to me it was always like yeah okay well it's you're playing a game. I get it like it's inspirational, but it's it's a game. But then when you see these guys that are in you know the police force or the military and there's a brotherhood there, mm-hmm. and going all the way back to I, it's sad to me because we've lost that kind of fellowship with our fellow human beings mm-hmm. um when really if you really boil it all down like we're all just we're all on the same rock yeah. just trying to live a happy life and n- not die for a while so because we are all dying we're all yeah like we yeah. 
Bro, if you tell me that rock is flat, I walk out. I know. I wasn't going to go there. I could talk about aliens, though. I had to bring it up. You brought it. You started it. No, but so I think, and I don't mean to get all woo-woo with Mm -hmm. it, but I think if people just realized, even if they every once in a while just thought about when they go to the grocery store and some lady cuts them off and, all right, well, you know, there's people out there that are jerks, but we're all just here trying to do the same thing, survive and be happy. And it's sad that, to me that only sometimes those things get brought to light with you know police force or military guys right. or your gals and you know people doing dangerous jobs well you know we're all gonna die like why can't we think about right. hey ever enjoy it while yeah we're enjoy here. It while we're here yeah. why do we always have to be so yeah. contentious and obviously there's things that we're gonna fight over and but you know i guess maybe even bring it back to the police thing is regular people looking at officers and you know different people that hey they're just people too yeah maybe we should consider that and think all right let's work together yeah so in considering that like civilian civilian interaction with you law enforcement what makes that interaction easy for you what makes it comfortable for you like what would you say to civilians like hey here's a pretty good way to interact with law enforcement and things are going to go smoothly be honest you know nine out of ten times we're just looking for a little bit of honesty if you got to understand that most of the time i might be giving away a little secrets of the trade here but most of the time we already know the answer to the question you're asking (laughs) you know it's almost like it's like being a parent i was was just gonna say that sounds like i mean it's really no different so you can start that whole thing off on the right foot or you can start that off on your way down the road <laughs> right. you know yeah, it, billy you got you got cookie crumbs all over your face who ate the cookies billy yeah. uh, <laughs> who, who me, ate them it wasn't me it was, you yeah. know so we're already off to the wrong foot but being honest you know i don't know how many times that that uh that, that you know you you catch a guy speeding and he's you know grossly over the speed limit and you go up there and, and, and the guy's honest or the girl's not hey sir you know what i am late for work I've already been late twice, and if I don't make it, I'm going to get fired. I know exactly what I was doing. Okay, where are you going? Well, I'm going over here, son, so you know what? Take off, and I'll follow you. I don't want to see you lose your job, because if I write you this ticket, you're going to be 25 minutes late. Yeah. Keep it reasonable. Get there. And the next time someone asks you about the Wayne County Sheriff's Office, tell them you had a positive experience. See ya. Then again, you could go up there and you could get called every name in the book. True. Say yeah. you're a liar. I wasn't doing that. And just be honest, really. I mean, that's all you're looking for. Is you want people to be honest with you because that's really what you're trying to portray. And look, I'm here doing a, trying to do an honest job. Um, I didn't pick you out of the phone book to pick on you today i didn't see your car and and say man i really want to know about that car i'm pulling that person over i mean you you did something to get my attention true so let's get off on the right foot by just being honest Mm. and i I think that'll go so far with people i mean really it doesn't mean you're not going to get cited true but it might mean that interaction might (laughs) might be a little better might be a little bit more you know you might get a seatbelt ticket instead true right 
you know. Oh. So yeah, I think a lot of that stuff people determine their own outcome. I think there's a lot to that too. I think I don't know. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. and it was the first time I ever really listened to him. Just because I think I thought he was kind of out there. You know, he's he, the, he is out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, he, I think a lot of actors are a great sense. actor. Yeah, yeah. I really you know, like I think you know, kind of have to be a little out there. But mm-hmm. he's great. But he 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 made the con- someone asked him about trusting people or something like that, and he was like, "Well, I trust everyone until they give me a reason not to." Yeah, and it was like, "Well, that's really." It's really good because, you know, if you, to me, I've tried to do this in my recent years is, uh, you know, approaching everybody with that honesty and until you give me a reason to go, yeah. what? Like, huh? Like, what are you talking about? Like, okay, why not? Yeah. Like that. Go ahead. I was just saying, I could see that as soon as you, as soon as somebody has that, like your thought of, no, this person's lying to me. Yeah. You're automatically going to be defensive. What else? Are you're going to, yeah. All right. Yeah. What else? Like, yeah. How can I, mean, I trust you? Yeah. My, my dad said something a little bit different. I said like early on, and like I said, he was law enforcement. So I got some, I don't know if I can call it good advice. I, I don't, you know, I wouldn't say it was good that advice. advice. It, is, it was, that advice is pending. It, yeah, it was, it was useful in certain, certain situations, but he said two things and he said, uh, so you were saying McConaughey said, I trust everyone. So my dad always said, son, he said two things I'm going to tell you. He said, you, you better not fuck up. And he said, and you, you don't trust anyone. And he was he was underwater demolition too. He's in Vietnam. But the one thing he said is, and it wasn't. He said, "Don't trust anyone." But he said, "Respect everyone until they they don't give you a reason to respect them." Yeah, right. I can buy that. And so I would imagine that respect goes kind of hand in hand with that honesty. You sure. know, when you're having an interaction with someone. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've had interactions with guys that and I really don't know who they are, and they'll say, "You don't know who I am." No. Well, you guys have arrested me hundreds of times. I haven't. Yeah. Well, I just thought you'd be taking me to jail. Why would I do that? Right. Did you do something? I don't. For yeah. Me I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I you, uh, and, like and that happens con- a lot. Yeah. Would you like you know? to confess something? <laughs> sure. I mean, I mean, I, if we can, I'm sure we can find something. But no, I mean, I don't. I, 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 I that happens a lot where guys would just assume they've been in trouble before. Yeah. So this guy coming up, it's gonna know who I am. It's not gonna be fair to me. And I'm going to jail. I don't, I truly don't know who you are, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to you, but I don't know you. True. Yeah, um, it's like, are you, are you a celebrity you know, or are I, you a super criminal? I'm sure. Not sure. <laughs> it's I like, mean, I got warrants. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I just, I'm having a conversation with you right now because it's one o'clock in the morning and you don't have your headlights on. Yeah. You know, that's what this talk is all about. Yeah, right. um, if you do it again, I'll know who you are. Hmm. But no, nah, I mean, it's. I think people are responsible for their outcome more than they want to say so. Ooh, there it is. I mean, I really do. And then, look, that <laughs> goes is. for me too. Yeah. I mean, that that goes that's a two-way street. Uh and I always you know, I have been told that my demeanor, my tone and my you know, point blank full frontal honesty a lot of times comes off really bad. Like you know, you are very, very unapproachable, which I, I don't really see myself that way. But okay, you know, and a part part of that I, I'm okay with, and the other part of it is sometimes that doesn't always benefit me, hmm. and especially when I need information. Yo. You know, I I, I want to be someone that a, that a guy could sit down with and say, you know, I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to trust that you're not going to tell them where it came from. Uh, and that's really the that's a lot of our what our work is. 
is networking with people who don't want to network. <laughs> and they have to be able to trust you. And I take that serious. A guy tells me something like that. I really take that serious. And I try to honor that because in a small world like this, you're going to end up running into that guy again. True. Yeah. And, you know, that's, I think that's something that, again, we control our own outcome in most of that stuff. Just by the way we behave and the honesty. Yeah. You know, if I can't promise that guy it's going to stay on the down low, I'll tell him. Look, I can't, you know, I I can't promise you they won't know. Uh, having said that, if you're willing to talk, I'm willing to listen, but I'm not going to make you a promise I can't keep. Right. Uh, and a lot of times that doesn't work out in my favor, but still goes a long way with me six, eight months down the road when I run into that guy again. Now I can, now he can help me. Right. So He knows you stuck by the words you said. Sure. And I think that's important. I think that's one of the most yeah. important things mm -hmm. in life in general. Yeah, keeping, you know? keeping your word. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Yeah. Even, Isn't even that crazy we're even talking about that? Yeah. It just drives me crazy that that <laughs> is something that we have to talk about as an accomplishment. Right. Well, yeah. I, I, and I also think, though, I don't think people realize like what that really means. Mm -hmm. And I, I know with my daily job, um, I haven't really talked about it um, exactly, but. Um, I, I do a job that can upset people mm -hmm. very easily. And, you know, the approach that I take and I deal with a lot of different people is, you know, I've told them, I said, look, I'm just going to be honest with you. I said, my goal here is to do my job and to mm -hmm. leave your property with you being the least amount of pissed off as I can. I said, because there's, there's going to be times where I have to do something that you're not going to like. Yeah. But I'm going to do it in the most open, honest, you know, communicative way. You know what I'm going to do. This surprised. is what we have to do. And I want you to be as happy as I can leave you. Yeah. Even if that's basically zero, I'm not, I don't want to cause you any more harm mm -hmm. or any, you know, more grievance. And people don't realize though, you know, I think a lot of people, especially with family, they'll, or their friends, they'll, they'll make a comment. They, they try to do little white lies here and there to make them feel better. Yeah. Well, it's like, that's not, that's not going to help anybody out. No. Cause six months later, when you go back on it, they're like, well, you said, well, uh, I tried to do that. No, like just be on it. Like, yeah. Hey, I can't promise anything. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's crazy as it sounds. That is a true virtue that you look, you look for with people that you want to hang out with. You know, I would rather, rather, I would rather a guy, Tell me that he can't be honest. Yeah. Then to tell me he is and then find out right. he's not. Yeah. And I would rather <laughs> yeah. have a guy say, look, man, I, I'm i not going to promise you that because I don't think I can deliver on that. Yeah. But okay. that's honesty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, or I don't, I, trust my, I don't trust myself with that information. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that that's a hard thing to say, but it's something that the other side really appreciates. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're not going to get caught later on with your pants down because you trusted this person. Yeah. Um, you know, that 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 goes to me that kind of stuff goes without saying, but you know, should go without saying. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so I I kind of so we got, you know, McConaughey with uh with oh, the truth. We oh. got my dad pending and uh, <laughs> and and I, and I heard you say you alluded to this about uh and I and I love this personal accountability and personal responsibility. Yeah. So your son, mm -hmm. what advice are you giving your son? 
just in, oh, in, gee whiz, in general. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there's some doozies you've said, yeah. which I'd love to hear them. But oh, I mean, yeah. it's just you know, there's there's a you know, you, you got to be accountable for what you do, and and uh, you know, he made it. He made a. He made a. We were we, we went to we we took a trip last night to Cabela's. We were looking for stuff. We just we needed to go do something, and uh, we were talking about him coming up shortly with these the 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 opportunity to be going to these parties and you're gonna have you're gonna have people wanting you to come to these parties and there's gonna be things there that you don't need to be associating yourself with and we were talking about the you know selection process for things that he might want to become you know the the difference between getting the getting the okay to go try out and not might be what you do next week might be what you do next year decisions that you that you make now could affect your plans down the future so we were talking about stuff like that and it really you know you you asked me what did what what do i say to him i try to do more things by actions true and we have conversations but i mean i think he's a lot like me when you know i you can sit here and tell me all the bs you want to show me and what he said to me was it's kind of like one of those deals where I got a feeling, okay, man, I'm starting to make a little bit of progress here. He says, you know, Dad, I'm not going to do anything like that because I'm not going to disgrace our last name. You know, and I'm I'm like, yeah, (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm I'm making some headway here. You know, not that I wasn't before, but for a kid that's 15 years old Mm -hmm. to have that kind of concept of what's going on, yeah. And appreciate the fact that his last name also goes with mom. It goes with his younger brother. It goes with me. It goes to his grandparents. It goes to his grandpa that's not here anymore. It goes to everybody. Uh, that was kind of a proud moment. And it was one of those, our little conversations here and there, have they've chipped away to the point now where we're starting to make an impact. And, 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 uh, I, I've always tried to do things more by action. We have those conversations, but they're just words. They are. I mean, yeah. some words can be meaningful, like the things that your dad has told you that have stuck with you, and you can re- you can recite them just like that, and that's great. Still, still pending. Some still of them pending. are pending. <laughs> but, you know, when I'm dead, he's going to remember what I did. True. You know, and that, that might be tomorrow. That might be 10 years from now. Who knows? But – when no one's looking, he's going to remember what I did. Yeah. Uh, he, I'm sure he'll remember some of my talks, I hope. So it's those words but, in action. Yeah. Show me. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm more about that. I like that. So, but I like what I see. Having said that, I like what I see from him. So that makes me proud. True. Yeah. 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 That's hard, too, especially, I mean, I remember being a teenage boy who... <laughs> Look, man, it, it would like, suck being a kid now. Oh man, I, it's, I, be I, can't, I can't even imagine because I, um, I'm just old enough that I didn't have the internet burst. Yeah, um, you know, I, I remember, I still remember it to this day. The first cell phone I had, mm-hmm. um, I had my mom, single mom, um, and uh, right when I got my license, she said, "All right, like the only reason I'm." getting you one of these is because i want i need yeah. i need to be able to get a hold i need to sure. know where you're at um because i got my license and it was i had this 
giant flip phone. Yeah, thing. it wasn't even a flip. It was before flip phones. It's like a bag phone. It would no. It wasn't. It was after that. I'm in between those days. It was like the big. It was a Nokia, and it oh, was yeah. like a a really small like home phone. Now, like yeah. where you sit in the dock, like it was one yeah. of those. Um, you know. So, but I can't imagine being a in high school with social media and yeah. all the things yeah. out there, and there's just so yeah. There's so much input being put in, you know, through these kids' eyeballs and ears and everything. Like, well, you know, it's nothing sacred. Yeah, you know, there's nothing sacred anymore. Um, the, these kid, the kids nowadays, they're no worse than we were. Oh yeah, no, for I mean, sure. And I might even argue that we were worse. Yeah, you know. But again, when we had that conversation earlier about you know, having your the worst day of your life on video, yeah, it doesn't I mean, go away. No, and, and these kids, they've all got phones. Uh, so everything they do is Insta face or whatever it is, Instagram. I, <laughs> yeah. I call it wrong on purpose because I don't like any of them. Right. But uh, there's nowhere sacred for them. Yeah, it's hard. You there's know, nowhere to hide from it all. No, there's no there's no bonfire on a county road where you can get away from everybody and just right. be kids. I mean, there's just it's really difficult nowadays to go through life unscathed. Yeah, and that's that's the hard thing. It's like we're. How do you? I, I can't even imagine being a teenager trying to navigate yeah. the the world with all of that. No, because it's pre- and it's stupid pressure. It's worthless it pressure. Is. It but is. it's still it, like if you you know a lot of people are like oh you don't don't worry about what's on social media like this that whatever. But man, when you're a teenager, you 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 know what they say your your frontal cortex or whatever doesn't even you know basically right. form until what like your early twenties. They don't know what, how, no. how do you and, how do you navigate through all that as a teenager and it's so hard. I can't imagine I you know I have a, a younger daughter that's going to be a teenager in a few years and yeah. it scares the oh, yeah. hell out of me but no doubt what are you going to do you know it's, you've got to educate yourself on it and really that's been a pain in the butt for me because I am not tech guy right. but I have to know what's going on there for my kids and for my work mm. I mean you can get. You can get boat raced now if you're not up on the times. I mean, there's criminal activity going on out there right under your nose mm-hmm. on this thing. So you got to be hip to that stuff. But if you have children, you really need to be in tune with it because there's a lot of dangers out there associated with that. And, look, it's not important to us what other kids say about other kids, but it is to them. Yeah. And you have to be, I don't know, I hate using the word sensitive. You have to be in tune with that. Yeah. You know, not and things are crisis to them. Mm-hmm. They're not to us, but they're important to them. So they're important to us. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a tough. I wouldn't want to be a kid now. No way. I'd like yeah. to be that age again, but I wouldn't want to go through what they're going through yeah. now. Well, that's important too. And I, was thinking, how, and I think this is a discussion with just yeah. social media and just across the board with even grownups and that we mentioned the cancel culture, whatever, yeah. but like, you know, I think for us, we, we need to find, I think this is a big piece of it. How do we get people redeemed? Because, you know, there's so many people these days that are doing things that are getting canceled or getting, you know, you know, this online bullying mm-hmm. in the reverse way. Now that, you know, the people that used to be so against bullying, now it's like, well, now that it's online, well, it's okay now. We, we can use reverse bullying yeah, to make you conform. Like, so how, like, but there's got to be a way for us as humans to go, to come back, to say, hey, you know what? I messed up. I did something wrong. You know, and I think particularly 
someone in, in your shoes, you know, in a, there's people that I think that I think everyone can agree that can't be saved. You know, there's the people out there that are beyond the spectrum of yeah. bringing back into civilization. But I think for the most part, most people, we all make mistakes. We all screw up. Sometimes we screw up and do something illegal. Sometimes yeah. people screw up and do something really illegal. Yeah. But does that mean that one event, you know, that one action that, you know, whether it be caught on tape or not or whatever it is, yeah. like, does that mean that that's the end of our life now? Like, how do we bring people back? Like, how do we actually have reform, you know, yeah. not only for the, the criminals, but for the people, for the everyday just, person, yeah, for right? the everyday person yeah. that just said something wrong once or yeah. a slip of the tongue, you sure. know, and yeah. like, how do we, how do we come back to just being people and treating people like people? Well, I think it starts with honesty. You know, if you're going to, if, if you're the one that, that made that mistake and you truly are apologetic, you got to own it. Hey, look, I made a mistake. I said a few words I shouldn't have said in front of some people that it, I shouldn't have said it in front of. It's a bad move. You know, you got to own it. And then from there, actions. You know, I don't want to get on here and talk about it. Right. You know, I, 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 you know, I upset some people in this genre. You know, next week I'm going out and I'm doing this. And if you want to come out and watch me do it, you can come out, but I'm going to go do it and then go do it. So kind of put your money where your mouth is type of thing. Is that possible in all circumstances? I don't know. Right. But, you know, I don't know. Sometimes you're not ever getting that boat to come back to the dock. It's gone. But if you really want to you want to redeem yourself, then I think you got to do, you know, the, the talking is the start of it, but you got to have some action. You got to get out there and you got to make it happen and you got to own it and you got to move on from it. And I think a lot of that responsibility, though, comes from the other side where you look at that and you, hey, this guy did, he, 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 he as far as I'm concerned, he paid his debt. It's time to move on. And, you know, that comes from your, your grounding of, you know, what do you believe in? You know, I mean, what do you believe in? You can't, you can't, uh, you can't be close, so close-minded that you never, you never give somebody another at bat. Right. What's well, even hard now, too? Like, how do you? There's certain situations where you didn't do anything wrong, but people are telling you you did. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Man. <laughs> how do you yeah. combat that? Yeah. That, I think that's the new one now, right? Like well, now yeah. it's like that's not what that's not yeah. what I said. Like, I'm not going to apologize for what I did, type thing, right? Yeah, because I believe in what I'm right, doing. Right, but and, then you just look like more of an arrogant asshole. Well, so it's like, how do you like? How do we navigate I'll these? I'll ones? wear that hat proudly. Well, <laughs> I mean, there comes and, a point where you, ha so, you have to. So you have to take a stand at some point, right? Yeah, and, and I'm okay with that. So uh, again, I think that a lot of that comes back to your core values. Mm. You know, hey, look, I this is what I believe. Uh, this is what I believe based on, you know, what I've been taught, what I've seen to be true, what I believe to be true, whether that be from a religious side or just an experience side. This is what I believe in. I'm not going to apologize for it. Um, you know, sometimes it's up to them to remove their self from the problem. Yeah. yeah but, you know, as I say, Andrew wanted to sit down and have a conversation with him yeah. to, to listen to why do you think the way you think or why yeah. do you think what I'm doing is wrong? Well, here's why I don't think it's wrong. Here's why I was raised. And then, you know, maybe we can try and understand each other, not agree, but hopefully understand each other. But yeah. I, I know there's tons of circumstances where that's not true because as I was listening to you say, hey, you need to be honest, then it starts with words, you know, then there's actions. You know, this is, you know, I was thinking of Kevin Hart. 
where he made that stand-up comment about you know uh, about gay people. And all of a sudden, they just blasted him. And he went on, and he said, I'm sorry. I apologize. I think he was on Ellen. And then and it wasn't good enough. And he apologized again. And then they were like, they just pounded him. And, yeah, and he was yeah. like, you know what? I'm done. I'm not talking right. about it. He goes, I'm done talking about it. I said what I said. I made my apologies. I'm at peace. Yeah. You're not at peace. You need to find peace, basically. Yeah, at that point, it's on you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, a lot of the problem, you're keeping the problem alive. Now, are you just looking for a problem, or do you want a solution? Yeah, there's a difference. Well, it kind of comes back to you said, have, sit down and have a conversation. To me, like, and I haven't been in any of those situations really to that extent before, but if someone's willing to sit down and have a conversation with me, then okay, maybe we can do something. Yeah. If someone's willing to, you know, look you in the eye and be honest, okay, maybe we can do something. But to me, like you said, if someone's just, it's not good enough, not yeah. good enough, we need more, and then just, yeah. Cont- yeah. well, what, what, what am I supposed to do? What, when I can't is enough make you enough happy. Type uh, deal. It goes back to what you guys were saying, maybe. Maybe the boat's not going back to the dock ever. No, and you got to be ready to live with that at some yeah. point. That look, this one's gone. It's not coming back. Sorry, you feel that way, but we need to keep going forward. Yeah. So I got to keep living my life. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as soon as you feel like talking, sure, I'll be here. And, and most of the time, those things do pass because there's a new shiny penny tomorrow that someone's going to be mad about, and they'll forget about you. Um, yeah, I don't. Know, how do people do that? I mean, I've run into so many people that just. They're just angry all the time. Like how? <laughs> that sounds exhausting. It does. Like, yeah. and there's a thing. Like, you know, I run, I've dealt with a lot of elderly people. That not a lot. Most of them, most elderly people you run into, or once you start talking to them, they're they're as happy as can be because yeah. they realize, like, hey, like I've done it all. He's not one of them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. But like, there's some older people that they're just miserable, yeah. and they're and they just want to make everybody else like. How have you gone your entire life so angry at everything? Like. I don't under, I, I don't understand how people can do that. Um, well, I guess I can because I used to be that way. But once you realize, like, yeah, but that many years of it though, I yeah, mean, exactly. You were still young. Yeah, eventually I got yeah. to in my mid twenties. I was like, something's got to change. Yeah. I'm going down. Change your attitude or die. Like. Yeah, and that's <laughs> yeah, so it's like how to. I don't know how people just stay so well. Negative. You know, some of that stuff. You you know you you live a longer life. You're going to experience a lot more bad things mm-hmm. probably than you are good ones. It's just the nature of the game, right? Uh, and let's not overlook the fact that there might be some mental health issues there. With very good that. point. Very you good know point. the because you know you're talking about a generation that didn't ask for help. Right. They're not going to go sit down with a shrink and get things worked out. They're just not, and you can probably throw me in that category too. Probably not going to do that. Uh, I'll find my, I'll find another way to deal with it. Uh, but I have options that most people don't. Uh, maybe these folks don't never had the opportunity to, to even just even look into another way to talk about the things that they went through. Their son was killed. Their wife of fifty years died. You know that's. There could be so much more to that onion. Right. Um, are most of them pretty cranky? Bet your ass they are. But once you start talking to them, you can find out a lot about them that they're just looking for someone to talk to. As much as they hate people, all they really want is someone to talk to. And not just maybe even have the conversation with them, but listen to them. Yeah. You know, because it's you know, there's people are are the most cruel to their own family. 
and that that's my experience with doing my job is that people can be most cruel to the ones that are considered their family you know and it's it's a lot easier for me to hurt you when you love me yeah do you think that's a that's a good aspect mm-hmm. or th- you know point there do you think it's because um, the closer you are to someone, just just because it's easier to hurt them because they you're close, or is it just is there a comfortability level there? Or like what? Well, I mean, think I think that, that there's a lot of times we don't tell people even how much we care about them. Yeah. So a lot of these times you don't really know what you're doing because you you're not you're not aware of of the feelings that they have for you. So you not coming to Thanksgiving is not a big deal for you, but to them it's devastating. They only have so many Thanksgivings left. Right. You know, that's a big deal for them. To me, it's a pain in the ass to yeah. get everybody rounded up and drive to house to house to house. Right. Uh, but to them, they look forward to that event the entire year because it's the one time they have their family in their house again. True. So, you know, this and, and this stuff going on is that crushes a lot of yeah. that, man. Coming in heavy right after Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> exactly how's uh how, how how's 2020 been been treating you <laughs> you know i know a lot of people are it, obviously it, it's the saturday after thanksgiving this will air later but um you know i think a lot of people have been t- i tell you for me it hasn't changed a damn thing it really hasn't i still go to work i still go hunting i still go fishing i still work on cars i still do it. for my wife it's been very difficult. Uh, I, I, I get maybe difficult. It's not the right. She's had to adjust a lot more than I have. She works from home. The kids are at home. Right. She's juggling five, six different jobs. And I'm just going to work. Right. You know, so it's been a lot more difficult on everybody but me. Um, in a lot of ways, it's made my job easier. You know, we have, we have, uh, things have changed only in what we're asked to do. Yeah. Um, it really hasn't been personally on me really much different than any other year. It really hasn't. I, I know that's probably not the the answer you were looking no, for. No, no, I think, no, I think it's, it's super interesting because obviously, you know, a bunch of people around the nation and in different areas, you know, I think are affected by it so drastically yeah. differently. Would yeah. I, you know, would it be, you know, I was, I'm lucky enough that I quote unquote have an essential job. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times I'm able to work from home. So like for me, it's been, it's been great. Yeah. Honestly, 2020 besides, you know, the negative aspects, the, the highlights of yeah. in general, for me personally, in my personal life, it's been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we started doing this, you know, and like I, I, I've learned a lot. I've been, I picked up reading much more than I used to like different things that, but for some people it's, it's so weird. Like, you know, you could live next door to somebody that is living in entirely different 2020 than the person right beside them because you know, whether, and it's all out of their hands in some aspects. And it's weird as I might even piggyback off that a little bit. There's been a lot of things about it that I've liked. It's, it's weird and, and, and cynical as that sound. Guess what I saw right off the bat? I saw kids outside playing. <laughs> right? You know? Because they got bored inside yeah. finally. Yeah. Right? People on their properties I saw, outside. Yeah, more. people are people walking. outside actually right. walking. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, this is, we should have been doing this anyway. Yeah. Um, now, if I'm a small business owner, 
Right. Guy, people that are listening to this that own small businesses, they don't want to hear me talk. Right. They're telling me right now, you're so full of shit. You can barely, you shouldn't even be able to talk. Yeah. Um, and I understand that. And that goes back almost full, full circle to our conversation here is you might be going and dealing with, with at a call where this guy is in the middle of losing his life's work. Yeah. And I can't relate to that. I can't look that guy in the eye and say, look, man, I understand what you're going through because I don't. All I can hear and tell you is if you do this, this isn't going to help your situation. Right. You know, you know, let's 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 take a walk a minute. You know, let's do something else here other than what you were planning on doing or were doing. Um it's been tough on people that way. Yeah. Um that's an added that's something that we that that I and our officers have had to adapt to. We're dealing with now with people that we would normally never have an interaction with, but they are in such stress over what's happening they're losing everything they got and it it's it's not relatable right it's not all you can do is be an honest person and try to try to understand well and i hope you know and i think part of our hope from doing this and having conversations with people and you know just tying into that i hope that people that are in a position that you know their life hasn't changed or even that if it's gotten better that that we can see, you know, on a human level going back to, Hey, we're all just trying to get through this thing. Yeah. Um, to give some people, you know, sometimes people, all people need is a little bit of grace. Yeah. A little bit of honesty, just enough, instead of giving them enough rope to hang themselves, give them enough grace to save themselves. Yeah. I've seen that a lot of times with people I've talked to that first, you know, five minute interaction or you, you know, this, that, whatever. And they're real confrontational, whatever it is. And, you know, maybe you take that 30 seconds or a minute to talk to them. And then all of a sudden it's, all right, now I can see the real person. Yeah. And they're, you know, yeah. Once you can kind of filter it down to, to, Hey, let's talk about this. Yeah. And instead of, you know, but people, I mean, it's been a rough year for a lot of people yeah. and there's millions of people out there that oh, yeah. can't eat. They, they're losing their house. They're losing their businesses. Like you said, their life's work. I can't, I can't imagine that. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why I was never a small business owner because I was too afraid of my failure. But you're talking about something now that nobody ever thought they'd ever have to yeah. plan for. And no fault of their own. That's the hard thing. Yeah. Right. What can you do? That's right. It wasn't like a bad business decision yeah. to put you out of business. You, know, you were you were forced. Yeah, no wonder people are so pissed off. Sure. <laughs> like, you know, and how am I gonna relate to that? I don't know. Right. All I can do is try to be honest with them. I'm not going to sit there and lie to the person. Uh, you know, listen to them. Maybe that guy, they just want someone to vent to. Okay. Yeah. You know, I would rather you do that with me than go downtown here and, and, and cause a ruckus and have, make me have to make a bad decision. Right. You know, I don't want to do that to you. You need to be out here. You need to be here working on getting yourself back on your two feet, however that might be. And if I can point you in the right direction, let's do it. So you know that that's we've had to adjust for that, but no, I mean you can definitely tell in our community that things are different. You know, there's uh, there's things happening that no one ever thought would happen, but I've also seen a you know really really awesome job of business owners adapting. 
you know, just coming up with ways. It's like true American ingenuity, man, figuring a way around the problem. Right. Instead of going in a hole and covering up, rolling up their sleeves and figuring out a way around it. There's a loophole to everything. Right. And they're finding it. And God bless them for yeah, doing Yeah, that's it. encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that's just, that's great. And I'm all for that. Make it happen, man. That's, we need you. That was all. Oh. Naval Ravikant's observation or kind of his argument with he was a guy on Rogan super cool guy if you haven't watched that podcast definitely check it out yeah a lot of his stuff he has his own podcast where he goes through you know, but he was talking about artificial intelligence and he was saying like how he doesn't you know they were worried about artificial intelligence and replacing um you know us right and he was like I don't believe that he's like anytime technology comes along he goes we adapt yeah. We as human beings are just brilliant at adapting. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. I think we would adapt, just like you were saying. You've seen these businesses that, you know, they have the ingenuity. They're able to think outside the box, and they're able to adapt. And, you know, I think it's, I, I hate to say the whole like, the lemonade out of lemons, and and just, yeah. you know, just being able to do something yeah, different and, sure. and being able to survive. Well, I so. think that's what makes us different from anything else on the planet. Um, you know, animals whatever there's a lot of people that put us in animal category mm-hmm. you know but there's not a whole lot of animals out there that can adapt to drastic change in their environment and still survive right you know, there are, obviously there's some that you know that evolve and change and but you really take a uh, well you're especially when you talk about the mental aspect yeah physically adapting is one thing but it's that mental adaptation that you got to make to survive that that's where you lose most people I mean, they're not able to convince themselves that there's another way of doing it other than the way they've always done it. Right. And once you get them past that, you start to see those people flourish. Right. But they have to convince themselves or someone has to give them the confidence to change it up Mm. or dissolve. I mean, you don't have an option here. You either change it up or you dissolve. (laughs) And, you know, some people will choose to dissolve and go try something else. Mm -hmm. But it's that guy who's got his life's work, his life savings. It's got his family in mind that started his business, whatever it might be. I mean, imagine being a restaurant owner. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just seems like every day there's another hurdle thrown out on the track they got to jump over. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they do it, but they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Innovation. Sure. So yeah, I think there we have people in our community here that are just they've been awesome at that. And any time that I can support that by doing stuff local. Yeah. I mean now more than ever, man, that's been a I mean, you see that slogan and you know, shop local and in one ear out the other, but we need to do that now. Yeah. Cuz we have a lot of great craftsmen around here, cooks, yeah, you know, very, very, very capable people. We don't have to go anywhere for right. what we need. It's all right here. For yeah, sure. and uh, you know, and I'll be the first to admit, I'm I'm an Amazon whore because um, <laughs> it's so it's, it's easy, so easy. But even this year, you know, my wife and I were talking about yeah. Christmas gifts and stuff. Like, all right, like where where can we get stuff locally? Like, you know yeah. what, Jeff Bezos is going to be just fine. If I, you know, if I buy my Christmas gifts or whatever, if sure. I can buy more and more from local places, like, sure. you know, where can you help people out? And it's, you know, just yeah. that. And, and you'll see that. I mean, the appreciation that those people give you yeah. is worth it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, you might, you might not get that smoking deal. Right. 
and you can pick it up on your front porch and at that convenience man that'll that'll make the that'll make the best guy into the worst guy for sure Laziness. but <laughs> if you've got that opportunity and you're out and about i think now more than ever we need to do that because that dollar goes further mm-hmm. it really does and you're putting back I mean, if people are always saying oh, what can i do for my community what can i do to make the place i live better there you go spend your money there yeah keep it there yeah I mean, it's just pretty simple, but man, is it effective? Yeah, I think it's and it's too just a couple, especially most time when people are, they're just saving a couple bucks. Yeah, you know, by buying it online or right. something like that. Well, all right, like what what are you spending that couple bucks on that you're saving? Probably some trash. Some you don't need anyways. <laughs> yeah, some right? you don't anyways. I know there was a time where I had uh, when I had a bunch of employees at the one place that worked and they'd complained about oh man i got no money and i know most of the the folks i had working for me were paycheck to paycheck yeah, and, yeah. but they come in and you know well i saw on your you know facebook or you had a case of beer and a couple packs of cigarettes over the weekend they always have their brand new packs of cigarettes and this that would, uh, man i ain't got money to pay rent priorities well you're spending fifty dollars a week on cigarettes yeah. maybe back off that a little yeah. bit and then you can afford to pay this that whatever priorities. like i feel for you sure <laughs> you know, like, i know what you're saying there's there's a balancing act there. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are in that spot for their own decisions, no doubt. But you got, sometimes it takes someone to call them out on it. Yeah. You know? Sounds like accountability. Yeah. We'll be, Back you gotta, to that word again. Yeah, right? You got to be nice with it, though. That's the hard part is being able to yeah, talk to I, somebody about yeah. it. I think if you can think of it like you were saying though like just that we don't know everyone's situation if yeah. you can kind of handle it like obviously what i said about the 80 year old or whatever i was i was it was in jest right but no honestly what you said man just we 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 don't know what they've gone through yeah. you know we haven't walked in those shoes and so you know just taking a step back and like you said trying to be as human as possible having the level of of empathy while yeah. listening um and then just trying to deal deal with them justly. Yeah. Try to find out some information. You know, why, hey man, what's and you're what's the deal? You know, something going on today? You know, is there something I can help you with maybe? That might open the door that you never you might go down a rabbit hole you never wanted to go down. But more times than not, you're gonna get the the information you're looking for. <laughs> yeah. There's usually something going on and uh <laughs> unfortunately it could be something like a mental health issue because that's a huge problem yeah i mean it really is and it's it's not going anywhere and things like this pandemic is just they really increase the the probability of that stuff becoming an issue yeah i mean it's hard for those people anyhow but when the routine is broken and guidelines are set that don't meet that routine they have a tough time adapting yeah, I'd say no. I'd even take that just one step further. The mental health, addiction, Absolutely. and suicide. Absolutely. Huge, huge no increase in those numbers because of this. And it, you know, hope, I know it's been overlooked to some extent, but it's crazy when you see those statistics. And then, you know, you get the mental health, you know, people not being able to get the treatment they need, um, or, you know, they can't do the face to faces with counselors. Right. They're not getting the meds they need. You know, they start to self-medicate. You know, they use some heroin or something. They have mm-hmm. kids in the house, and it leads to more abuse. Sure. So it's it's some interesting stuff that. Yeah. I mean, the Zoom meetings and all that—that's wonderful, but it doesn't replace 
this. True. Oh, yeah. It doesn't replace this. It just Absolutely. can't. There's value to this face-to-face. Uh, it's almost like a text message versus a phone call. I can send you a text message, and 10 people can interpret the same words differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah. You, but if you put me on speakerphone... Yeah. Yeah, you get you a little can, bit more. You can ju- you can understand yeah. the put you on video. You sure, get a little bit more. A little yeah. bit more. But if I sit in front of you, you get it all. And I make a statement, and I give a wink or a half yeah. smile. Or you see the, the the weird face I give you back, and yeah. you go, "Oh, that didn't sure. come across I mean, well." It's, it's natural <laughs> yeah. feedback, man. Yeah. And that's I don't I don't I think that's a lost art. Yeah, yeah. Talking to people face to face and more calling them out is a lost art. Yeah. yeah, and doing it well. I mean, it's going back to we just yeah. did a uh, we just did a Skype podcast where we were talking to a uh, um, a lady from Alaska that lives up there. Who's a uh, dietitian that we were talking to, and, and like you said, it's it's good. You got the video, you can see, you can hear them, but it's just there's just a little piece. It's missing. not the same as this. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, you, you know, can't so you can get the same information, but you're not going to get the same experience. Yeah, if that makes a difference. Yeah, I feel like, and it's, and I won't go there. (laughs) Maybe there's something too. Like, there's some, and I'm not. Again, don't make it too woo woo, but being near somebody else, Mm -hmm. like, there's just something there. Like, there's just you know. I mean, yeah, there's relatability when, I mean. We look similar. We look similar. We sound similar. Yeah, we, yeah but even the, just the presence of, yeah. of seeing you on a video versus yeah. well, just, that, that's what I mean. There's an energy too that you you don't get. Yeah, on those. Yeah, I mean, you can tell if someone's not, they're not jiving with what's going on. Yeah, uh, you can see that. You know, maybe when when the camera's on them, they're all into it. But when when you're when I'm talking to you and I'm looking over at him and he's falling asleep, you know, <laughs> right. hopefully I wasn't doing there's that. Yeah. Bit, no. But there's a yeah. di- there's that body language thing there. There's that situational awareness to where what's going on around you. When you got that person in front of you, you can see the hands working. You can right. see the they're getting pissed. You can see that that artery and those veins popping out. You can see that sweat building up. Whatever you know, those are all forms of communication. Oh yeah, and you can't get that unless you're in front of someone and i i don't know the first thing about education but i can't believe that this is the best way for us to do this Ooh, that's uh, a, you know that's, that's a great segue because think yeah. about who's graduating now people that you know they lived through an entire lifetime of social media at this point yeah they've never really learned how to interact with there we go so what what happens with those people like you know carry that situation out oh, in their, in their social we, interactions do we in have their, to in their job interviews <laughs> in you know how they deal with relationships and how they deal with confrontation like that's that's a that's an interesting sure. thought right scary. there scary for sure and they're they're the t- they're, they're going to do well in areas mm-hmm. and they're going to fail miserably in others um there are certain jobs like ours all of our jobs here that those type of folks they're not going to. They would never succeed doing our type of work. Yeah, because we are an interaction with people first. Our day begins and ends with interaction with people. Most of the time, at very least, a phone call. But yeah. most of the time, a face to face. Even a phone call nowadays. I mean, I don't think half the kids realize that those are phones. 
<laughs> because they, you can call people on them. Uh, I don't think that they know that. I think we could change the name of those to anything else, and it wouldn't bother them. But just talking on the phone, I mean, I'll give the phone to my kids, and they have no idea what the hell to do with it. I think it's hilarious to hear how awkward some yeah, of those people are. They on don't the phone. know what to do because oh, yeah. they don't have ten minutes to respond. Yeah, but let me ask you oh, this: yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> we we uh, you you touched on you know business owners. Do you think that those those I don't know if, whatever generation that is? Do you think they can adapt? Just a Z generation Z or something? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of that depends on who they get to mentor them. Yep. Um. I think there's always going to be a niche for those type of people to fit into. There's always parts of business that need people behind the scenes. But out on the front lines making deals, uh, working up jobs, talking to people, they may not be your best choice unless they get mentored quickly. And then, even then, is it authentic? Yeah. Because you know, and I know, when someone is not authentic in what they're telling you, I immediately get pissed. Right. You know, I'm shutting you out, and I can't wait for you to be quiet because I'm going to climb in your butt because I don't believe in what you're saying, and I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's true. Yeah. And that authenticity has to be, it has to be there yeah. for me to trust you, number one, doing, doing work for me, or me even doing work for you. True. I got to believe you. I think that takes some learning too, even it, even without. It's, that goes back to almost what you were saying about the you know being trained by your the veterans. Yes, when you you know they had years and years of that, and yes. so if you didn't have years and years of that, you might be able to learn some of it, but there's probably a lot of it that man, you're just you might not ever get it. Yeah, you may not, you may not, and it's that's how valuable you know your your older employees are. I mean, when you're a young guy coming into a job. You despise those guys because you aren't going to do it that way. You know, that's not how I was shown how to do it. I'm not going to do it that way. I don't do what he does. He's so slow with what he does. I'm not doing it that way. The reality of it is is you better be gaining as much knowledge from that guy as you can because even what he tells you, he probably forgot half of what he should be telling you. <laughs> um, and that stuff, there's no amount of training that you can pay for that can put you higher on your learning scale than you can get from an older employee. Yeah. And at the same time, I'll, and I'll push back against that a little bit too, um, because I had an experience when I was younger mm -hmm. and I had an older employee like that. And um, I think it's important too for the experienced folks, because there could be people that aren't necessarily older, but know a lot more than the new person sure. coming in um, is to be able to be, conscious of that and be open with their knowledge what they have yeah um you know i remember i because i like i told you before we started this the whole chronic curiosity thing is just i'm always i want to know more i want to know more and yeah. i always used to ask this guy why and we, we worked as a part we were kind of like a construction crew and it was just two people we always worked together he's an older and so i had, yeah. you know the younger guy with him um and i was like well why why do we do that? Why do we do this? Yeah. And eventually he just started freaking out. <laughs> He's like, God damn it, yeah. Fred, you're always, yeah. you're, you're always questioning what I'm saying. Sure. You, know, you, you always think you can do it better. I said, no. And, I'm like, and that was the first time as a young person. That really person, wasn't your intention. That was the first you're time. You're genuine I, saying why. Right. But, you know, and that was, that was kind of my personality. And I came, I realized that was when I began to realize that I, I came off 
very right. wrong because right. my wife always told me that I was like that too. So, but in my mind, it was never, well, I'm doing this to be a jerk. Yeah. It was why do you, like, well, I need, why do we do it that way? So I can understand it. Sure. Um, so at the same time of, you know, the older and the younger and, you know, if the younger, you know, generation is just inquisitive, yeah. you know, maybe we need to learn as well how to phrase your sentences properly when you're asking questions or when you're challenging sure. an authority figure oh, or yeah. something like that. There's you you got to say it the right way. Have some tact with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's uh, hard. Yeah. And you look, know, not all older employees are good ones. I mean, that's just the truth of it. Um, that does, just because they've been there 20 years, it doesn't mean that that's the type of guy you want to model yourself after. No doubt. Most of the time, though, they are. Um, and not a lot of them are open to that type of thing it's you kind of got to earn your way in right so to speak uh there's a pecking order mm -hmm. come in shut your mouth go do what you're told and after a couple months you'll see that some of those doors start to open up tough to do right. because when you're a young guy like that you're pretty thirsty for some knowledge man. right you know i want to come in i want to make a good impression and i know this guy's good at what he does but i also don't want to bombard him Right. And, you know, get in the way of him doing his good work. Right. And going back to what I said, and that's at the same time, that person coming in, you have to have some reverence. Yes. You know, a little maturity. I, comes I use the reverence. See? Yeah. I, I know when to have it sometimes. Tony's called yeah. me extremely irreverent person. I didn't which, say extremely. I just said we're. Oh, just I am irreverent. Yeah. We're irreverent at yeah. times. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But, you know, at the same time, you, there's got to be that, you know, you have to have some reverence for the position and who it is and the knowledge they have. And so I don't mean to just. No, 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 no. And I, and I think that there is some responsibility there with your leaders as far as maybe the boss or the guy in charge overseeing everything to take that guy aside and say, look, you're the type of employee that we want the rest of our guys to be like. Try, if you can, to, to teach these guys when you get a chance. Now, there's going to be some of them you don't like. I get that. Hell, I don't even like them. <laughs> but pick out a couple of these guys that you really like, you can relate to, and try to take them under your wing and make them as good as you because you are good. Mm -hmm. You know, that comes back to your leadership. Mm -hmm. And look, and I'm not, I'm not talking about my job here, but there is a lot – of poor leaders in this world. Oh yeah. Um, I'm very fortunate at the place that I'm at that that's not the case. Um, but we, I've been very lucky to have supervisors ahead of me, bosses been really good leaders, both on the job and off of it. Fortunate that way. I would say that that's probably the most fortunate thing that's happened to me. There is I've been under really good leadership from a lot of different levels. Um, but, the thing about being under good leadership, you sure as hell recognize it when it's bad. <laughs> yeah, and right? it's very, very, very difficult for me to accept that. You know, here we go back to that switch. And sometimes, man, the switch needs, just needs to be left home. <laughs> but you got that switch with you. You don't. Blessing or curse, right? So when you see bad leadership... It's hard to not call it out. Right. And it's hard to respect that chain of command that you've been in your whole life. Mm -hmm. 
but when you see things that are really ineffective that are that are really having an adverse effect on the way things are going on it's hard to be quiet it's hard to not call somebody out even when it's not your place right but that's what our makeup is right well i think too i think it makes it even harder too that, that throughout history that you know maybe good leaders with integrity aren't always awarded properly right you know sometimes people who lie cheat and steal to get to where they you know they get rewarded and so then the next yeah. person goes well okay i guess i have to lie cheat and steal and step on these yeah. people's heads well, too. what's going on currently right now in our government yeah i mean what what uh what kind of uh example are we setting for you know our youth i mean i hope our youth isn't paying that much attention to our government leaders but if they were look at the examples we would be trotting out in front of them right yeah. now on both sides exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> right so yeah i mean i think we have people in charge right now in all walks of life that we are we're paying the price for a lot of that yeah really bad leadership we really are crenshaw gabbard <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah i think i think we're we're starting to really reap what we have sown the last you yeah. know 50 years for sure yeah, yeah. it's uh there's so many aspects to it. Um, but since you touched on that, um, there is one thing I wanted to ask you about mm -hmm. pertaining to your career field and the, you know, the government situation in the United States, whatever. But, you know, there's been a lot of talk that maybe I, maybe it's just me personally. I, I never realized the full scope of it and the, the dangers of it. Um, but the, you know, there's been a lot of talk, at least I've seen about the drug war you know, mm -hmm. in the past, you know, recent years. And, you know, I think pieces of that have came from things that I've learned and, you know, talking to Tony and, you know, working at the addiction clinic and different things and seeing, you know, I, I feel like going back to the politicians that, you know, everyone is, they're attempting to kind of push everybody into one box or the other. Mm -hmm. And you have to believe all of these things or you have to believe all of these things. And there's so much that intermingles and interconnects and crosses over. And I think the drug war is kind of one of those things that everyone is, is put in one category or the other, where I think the sensible, at least in my eyes, it's, it's somewhere in the middle there. Like, you know, I think what was it in what was it Oregon? They just like, or well, maybe it was just Portland. They just legalized. Well, everything. It, was, it was Oregon. Was it was yeah. the entire state of Oregon? Yeah. Just yeah, legalized everything. You can do certain, you can have certain amounts. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you Some know, of the amounts weren't even super small either. Cause we looked them up. Cause I'm like, hmm. cause that's what uh, Portugal did a while back. They just legalized everything. Right. Which I don't necessarily think is necessarily a bad idea. It kind of goes back to the kind of it's 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 very nuanced and very there's a lot of different things there but what do you i mean just from your perspective do you think there's a because i know you talked about cartel and stuff before we started just a little bit yeah. but do you think there's that is a kind of a beneficial thing to lean towards the hey let's not put people in jail for long periods of time just because they're doing drugs and only because we have laws i think the, the the most convincing argument that i've heard for legalizing you know drugs on a, just a general topic is the fact that is we have laws against hurting other people and we have laws against stealing things and you know breaking into places and doing wrong things mm -hmm. so why do we need laws against people doing something to themselves if they're not hurting anybody else paternalistic laws yeah and hold on maybe you need to follow up to on oregon like what, what they're trying to do with that so like you said personal possession amounts whatever it was they mm -hmm. deemed and then 
you know, let's you get a choice. You either go to jail for that or you pay a fine, and that fine is supposed to go towards these rehabilitation centers. Right. And then, so, in theory. In theory, in theory right. <laughs> please, yeah. please go ahead. Um, I First off, I think every single case-by-case scenario is different. So when you were talking about throwing everything in one box or the other, it can't be done simply based on that. Right. Um, legal, I, 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 don't, I don't believe in legalizing anything that's against the law. Um, if, if, as long as that law says heroin is illegal, it needs to be enforced. This is at a federal level you're saying? Like the states? Federal, state, whatever. If it, if it is illegal, then it needs to be enforced. Uh, if it's not illegal, obviously you're moving on to the next thing. But and and I would I would respectfully disagree with the fact that it only affects that person. Um, and here's why: um, unfortunately, I've been to a lot of deaths that are drug related. The you take a rock and throw it in a pond. And watch those ripples just keep getting wider and wider and wider. That person had a mom, dad, son, daughter, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, and so on. It does affect them. Right. It is not just an effect that it has just on that person. Yeah, it's a user. We found them in the park. They're going to jail. But that drug has affected that life, which affects the people that that person knows. Right, uh, it has destroyed it, or it's in the process of destroying it. Uh, do, do, do making arrests solve those every time? Of course not. Making arrests on everything doesn't solve anything. I mean, if we're going to go by that logic, we can't enforce any law. I mean, I can write ten speed tickets today, but I'll write twelve tomorrow. Right, it doesn't stop the speeders from coming. They're coming. We can't just throw our hands up and say, you know what, the hell with it. We can't stop speeding, so. Drive how you want. There are guys like me and you, at some point in our life, we've had the opportunity to do those drugs, partake in that kind of behavior, and something has stopped us from doing that. Mm -hmm. What was it? Family? Law? The threat of going to prison? That's the case. It worked. Um, and, And then there's also the part that said, you know, we just can't give up on doing this because there is some there is some virtue in fighting this it's just, it destroys people whether they want to believe it or not i mean if you had the chance to outlaw cancer would you do it <laughs> right or would you just say you know what people are dying of cancer let's just let's stop looking for a cure right. we're never going to find it anyway right so to that point too um you know it could easily be argued well we sell cigarettes we're Correct. selling cancer to people. No, there's no doubt. You know what I mean? So I guess, yep, you know, I, I fully understand. I fully agree that there are some things that should be illegal mm-hmm. um, because they they do have those ripple effects. You know, but I think, do you, at least in my view, there, there are some things that are a little less impactful yeah. that, you know, people drink themselves to death every day. For sure. That's legal. And, and look, you know I've always I mean? said that I would rather deal with someone that smoked a bag of weed 
than a guy who's drank a case yeah, of beer. They're just trying to eat your Cheetos. <laughs> yeah. give, me, give me that guy over yeah. the guy who drank a yeah. case of beer. So maybe, maybe that's more and, 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 more yeah. directive of my question sure. is, do you think there are some, you know, what kind of things do you think could help out in the situation that we're in versus, you know, obviously we can't just legalize everything because that's right. ridiculous. You know, you can't legalize right. speeding. This isn't Germany. We don't have the Autobahn, right? <laughs> right. But, yeah. but, you know, there, there are some certain situations where it's case by case, you know, yeah. this, this, that, yeah. whatever. But what do you think as far as moving forward, are there things that do you think that we're doing now that aren't really beneficial that could be changed a little bit in order to help you know impact the situation because i know you talked about i think this might have been before we started recording you're talking about you know all the meth labs that you mm -hmm. would shut down and obviously that's that's something mm -hmm. that's sure that's a lot different than smoking some weed right you know what i mean and, right. and you know different things yep. like that so yep. you know a lot of times i think people put you know drugs and you know or whatever it may be into one category and that's well that's, right. that is what it is because that's yeah. what it is it, yeah, yeah they're not there there are different levels of uh you know danger because that's what they are i mean they are a danger to that person or the people around them mm -hmm. uh, they make them do things that are completely out of character uh, and they change their life and and most of if not all of the time it's negative right um, and what stops a person from doing that? I don't know. You know I, I don't know. I know that if there is a deterrent out there, and it is because it is illegal and it stops one person from doing it, I think it's virtuous to keep it. Now, when these people are found, are there different ways of handling that punishment? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got... Again, case by case basis, where you know maybe a four year prison term is not the best thing for this person if it's their first time. Right? Um, are there other issues that factor into that? Yeah, I mean, I think you got to look at it all, and then a lot of responsibility goes on your judges, your lawmakers, and things like that. But from my level, which is just a street cop, you know, my job is to enforce the law. Right. And until that law says it's okay, then I have to enforce it. No, and I could totally and, appreciate that. Like, yeah. that's something, it's like you said, it is, that's what, that's your job. Yeah. You're tasked with, you know, like I said earlier, when I go out to different property, I'm here to do my job. Sure. And these are, these the are, time, yeah, these gonna, are, you're not going to hear what you want to hear most of the time. You're right. going to hear what you need to hear. And uh, can, can we make recommendations? Absolutely. Does the judge take those into account? Yes, they do. So, again, that interaction with me, circumstances, it's all, uh, it's all a totalian type of thing where you take all the factors, you put it in a package, and you deliver it to that judge, and he or she's going to look at it and make a determination. Um, and and I, I don't know if there's one set of standard that can ever right. police that properly because they're all so different. Yeah. They're all so different. But... You know, if if you let that type of thing start getting into your mind when you're the street cop, you know, it's going to corrupt the way you do your work. You know, you need to keep in mind what you're out there for. And you're out there to, you know, to enforce the law. Whether it's the, the smallest to the largest, that's your task. So try to get that done the best you can. And then when you're asked, give your opinion and stand by it. And that's really where where most of us begin and end our thinking on stuff like that. You know, we don't agree with probably 50% of the laws in that book. 
We really don't. But that's not, no one cares what we think. You know, and you, when you start to accept that, that's when you can really start becoming a good policeman is that you got a job to do. Right. And, you know, you have what they call officer discretion, and you can exercise that whenever you want. You just need to be able to explain it. Right. Which, again, if you do things honestly and you're able to articulate clearly why it is that you do what you do, I've never had anybody ever give me a problem over that. I really haven't. So, I mean, that I know that's probably a dance around the question, no, no, answer, but, you know, like it, really, it really, it really, just try to, I guess, stay in your lane, man. From my standpoint, do the job that I've been given to do, that I get paid to do, give my opinion when I think it's proper, when I should be giving it, or if I'm asked for it to explain something, you know, explain it, and, and then go from there. And it comes back to that. That really that honesty thing again, you know, that that word that just seems to be escaping <laughs> most of our society nowadays. But you know, it, that's really what it comes down to. And you're and really, you're trying. I, 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 you do try to help these people. I mean, you really do. I mean, you, you you know darn well that by taking them in and throwing them in the jail, it's not going to fix nothing. We know this. We know that, but we do know that it is the beginning of the road that gets them on the highway that leads them to the expressway to getting help. Right. And it has to start there. So, and a lot of people have come around years later and they've, they've been appreciative of how things were handled like that. I've had several people find me, talk to me and say, you know what, man, you threw me in jail that night, but it changed my life. Right. Okay. Good. Keep it up. Right. Well, I think I, I can, I'm just assuming at this point, but I think a lot of it comes back to the honesty and treating mm -hmm. those people, you know, with some sure. sort of dignity, Yeah. you know, and being honest with them. Yeah. It's, I think that's a, you keep coming back to, you, I think you even said earlier that honesty is freedom or some, you know, the, the more honest you are, the, the free, I mean, you are because you never have to worry about what you said. Yeah. You don't throw, you, you don't have to try yeah. to recall, no. you know, the things you told you people. don't. You know, you know, and it doesn't mean that being honest is always right. Right. I and mean, you can or be easy. honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can be honest with someone and be totally off. And you say, dude, man, I really like that shirt. And you don't like the shirt, you know, and that may come back to get you later. <laughs> but what you, what you want to try to do, though, is, is, is not do or say something that later on is going to come up and bring your integrity into question. Right. Because really, at the end of the day, that's really all you got. I mean, in my line of work, if that is a problem, integrity, then your career is basically over. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, everyone has cameras in the cars, on the bodies, and that takes away a lot of that guesswork. Sure. But when you were a young policeman, when I started, all you had was your word. Right. And it's funny how that how that that is a reputation that can spread just like one in high school, <laughs> you know. Because all these defense attorneys and and everybody they all talk. So if they get a case for a guy that he's not exactly the 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 most honest and up kind of shady dude. We're going to take this one to the box, and we're going to take it to court. But if there's a guy that's usually you know he's 
he's proven himself to be a reliable, honest dude, then this is probably not one we want to fight. Let's right. find another way to get this one done. And, and you had to make your reputation that way by based on your actions. And uh, that can still be done. You know, we got a lot of pushback when we got these body cameras. And I was one of the first ones to say, I don't, what do I need this for? I've never been called into question. You know, it wasn't so much a uh, pain in the butt for me, but you know, I just felt like you know, I've re worked really hard to get myself a, a good, solid reputation here. I don't need Big Brother right? You know, substantiating everything I do on a daily basis. I kind of kind of ticked me off to be honest but we get back to that you know that small businessman mindset of adapting you know what if i got this thing on here i'm going to use it to my advantage right you know i'm going to really show people what really goes on yeah and uh it's been a positive for us amidst a very very negative beginning it has been something that we as a department and i think have turned into something that really benefits us and uh, it's, it's, I think a lot of that, you know, has, has made our jobs easier right. because people are now able to see what we do mm -hmm. and able to understand that not, we don't necessarily do everything wrong like everyone says. <laughs> These guys are pretty stand-up right. group of dudes, and we're proud to have them around here. So, you know, we've used that to our advantage, but, you know, it's adapting. Right. That's a big piece of it. That adaptab yeah. you know, adaptability is, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I think that's one thing that I've tried to kind of live by the last 10 years or so. It's realized, you know what, this is, is it is what it is. Yeah. I can only go forward from here. So, you know, use it to your advantage. That's yeah. Yeah. Cause they're not going away. I mean, none of this technology is going away. <laughs> yeah. So you either learn how Unless to use it. Crazy solar flare just wipes it all out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Calm down, Joe Rogan. Wouldn't, yeah, be, well, no, I'm not wouldn't be such a bad thing, would it? We'd have yeah, to live, live off the land again. Well, if we're still oh, alive, I guess. Was, yeah, there were, yeah, some of us would make it. That's what, dude, I'm making that real deep dive into ancient Egypt. Yeah. It's weird, man. Just the idea that, um, you know, because the general consensus is like civilizations have been around for the last, you know, what, 6,000 BC or so. Like that's kind of like a you know civilization like a civilization wise as far as cities and like communities oh, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Well, they're finding stuff that's you know pre twelve thousand BC. They're like, uh, this might be a civilization. Like this looks more than just hunter gatherers and you know and they talk it's actual organized community. Right. So there's some people that believe both sides, and there's some people who believe that the Egyptians were even as far back, like the Sphinx was built like 36,000 BC. No, like, I thought you were going to tell me you're one of those guys that thinks aliens built them. No, see, Tony thinks I'm, I'm one of those guys <laughs> oh, because I joke about it a lot, but that's not, but I don't know. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, is some of the evidence is showing that human civilization has probably been around longer than we think. And there's starting to be some evidence coming out that supports um, multiple catastrophes throughout human you know evolution where it's not this just gravel you know this gradual um progress from you know we were fish and then started crawling and turned into monkeys and then came out of the trees it's you know we might have been humans for a lot longer than we think but something happens where it wipes us all out and then the ones that adapt and survive yeah. as we move forward are the ones that keep on going and yeah i mean you got to wonder where does that come from yeah. and why do some of us have it some of us don't 
You got to wonder. I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I just know when it's not there. You know, I, I, I recognize it more. As with most things, man, I mean, I you notice when something's not there than when it is there because if it's there, you probably got it, and it's not a big thing to you. Right. If you got a, if you're tough minded and 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 uh, old fashioned and a hard worker, when you run across someone that's just like you, it's not a big deal. But when you run across someone it's who isn't, yeah, and it's like, what? Do you, how'd you get? How are you even alive? <laughs> yeah, and how how did it? you make it this far, man? <laughs> you know, how many times have you asked yourself that? Yeah, it's. It, it, but I think it's becoming more and more rare. Yeah, this this trait. Well, I think it's too. I think it's going to be at least this is my hypothesis. I think it's going to be something that, um, and I've kind of used this, you know, analogy with Tony before too in conversations where I feel like we're like in a perpetual rubber band, where we go so far one way, and then we bounce, and then we go so far the other, and then like, but eventually it always comes back. Like you got to keep on coming back because people realize, oh, so what you're we saying is too far. Skinny <laughs> jeans are going to go away sometime, and we'll never see them again. No, I think maybe like 50 years we'll see him again. So you think about that, though. 50 years. I, won't, about, even, I, I won't even be here. Yeah, but then, think about it. I wasn't, even, I wasn't even around when like bell bottoms were a thing. But bell bottoms were skinny jeans with really fat bottoms. Yeah. Dudes were wearing them. They were all tight, just like skinny jeans. They just weren't tight at the ankle. Hey, fat bottoms make the yeah. rock and roll and then, go around. And then what, what yeah, yeah, but then what happened? Then Jinko jeans came around. Yeah, those big ones. And they were just bell bottoms all the way up. Yeah. And then we just turn them into skinny jeans. So what's next? I think maybe like we'll do a skinny bottom and a big top. Like maybe oh, Tony will start MC pegging Hammer. his pants again. Yeah, you remember that? <laughs> Are you too, too young for pegging pants? I I don't think I ever pegged my pants. Yeah, you'll have to look that one up. <laughs> yeah. But the, the the MC Hammer. I think there's some he was skinny to, jeans at the bottom and some set. of that stuff coming back around though. Yeah, I mean fashion's the easy one, right? Yeah. But you know when is uh, I think there's less and less men, like like what we would consider manly men. Out toxic, there. toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Oh, well, I mean, you call it what you. I mean, it's just <laughs> when. I mean, I've fortunate or unfortunate. I see that a lot, mm-hmm. where a lot of problems that these people are having, you could solve it by just manning up. Yeah. Well, I think man up. You know, I mean, it's really. What else do you want me to tell you? Right. You know, man up and do it. Yeah, woman up. Do something. Just get. Just go. Yeah. Just do it. And that man up includes right women yeah. Yeah. and young men and and sometimes kids. You know, you got ten pages to read tonight. Do it. Yeah. You know, you want to. That's a Jocko quote. It's, I, I probably won't hit it the nail on the head, but. And I said, you want you want to be mentally tougher, get tougher. Yeah. yeah. I mean, God, that's. I wish I knew how to say that, because I've been thinking that for twenty years, but I didn't have. I didn't know how to put that into words. Yeah. And when he read it, or when he said that, and I read, it, I'm like, there it is. You know, I mean, you, you want to be a, a stronger than than lift. You want to be faster? Go run. Yeah. Embrace the suck. Yeah. You got to get. I mean, through it. stop running from things that are hard. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that is a disease right now. It really is a disease that people don't want to do hard stuff. Yeah, they think and, they're gonna be able to get out of it. Yeah, there's got to be an app 
that I can download to get me around this, right? Or I can call someone else to come do it. Yeah. I love that because I'm like, my kids are going to have such an advantage because I just, I want to train them in the fires of something that's difficult on a daily basis. (laughs) And then they're just going to eat other kids that weren't trained. Well, that's like my kids all the time. Like, well, can you help me? Well, you, you could figure it out. Well, I need your help. Well, I, well, you try to figure it out, and then I'll. Sh- I, I one thing I, I try not to do is just do something for my kid. It's all right if you. I'm gonna tell you to, to try it. I'm gonna try to try to fit you figure it out, and then at where I get to the point where it's okay, I will show you yeah. how to do it. But I never. I see people just they just do stuff. Yeah, for their teach kids. her to fish. Yeah, like you know, teach a man to fish. Yeah. You know teach people yeah. how to do things so they can do it for themselves yeah. so they're not incapacitated yeah. and then i think you got to test them mm-hmm. i think you got to put them in the fire you know i'll give you an example with my boy just the other day we we drove down to a to a place and we got out and we we're checking our we we're pulling all of our trail cameras out of the woods because you know our hunting season's over we've got all of our tags are filled Did we're you get done a good one this year we got a couple good ones yeah nice. we found two two blind and deaf deer and we got them both so nice chances of that <laughs> hey if they fill the freezer just the same oh right? yeah man. <laughs> yeah. they're they're gonna be good but you know we drove down to this location and it was thanksgiving i mean we didn't see a car going down there and i we got back to the truck and i said drive he's like huh and i said drive you know where we're going. Get us there. And, you know, the you could see the excitement go away almost immediately to, oh, shit. I'm going to have, he's serious. And I said, let's go. If it gets too bad, just pull over. You know, and if we get in a crash, you weren't driving. <laughs> but he did fine. And he got in there and he drove the truck and got us from A to B. And it was an accomplishment for him that hey look i just did something that i didn't know i could do yeah 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 and now i feel pretty confident that when the time comes i got to perform i'll be able to do this right and you know and, and it and I, I think again it's actions i mean it's you got it you got to talk to him and you got to explain stuff there's no question about it but at some point especially as a parent you got to let him go and that, that's really hard, um, but it's worth it because you know that, hey, look, if I'm not here, someday I'm not going to be here. But if I'm not here, literally, he's going to be okay doing this. Right. And he's going to have the confidence to do something he didn't think he could do. So I think that's important to let him go make mistakes. Let him go succeed um, and understand when they don't. Because you can get really frustrated because you think they're ready. And you think you got all the boxes checked and you're ready to let him go do this or that. And they're not going to, nine out of 10 times, they're not going to get it right. Right. And yet, that's where the real coaching comes in. That's where the real parenting comes in is okay, you're a little off track. We got to get you back on track, but you'll be fine. Right. And uh, that's hard to do when it's your own kid. <laughs> it's really easy to I do with someone that. else. Yeah, it's easy to say, but we, like we've talked yeah. about it too. It's, um, obviously you learn some things through succeeding, but we kind of, you know, little hyperbolic. It's, you never lose, you never learn anything from succeeding. You, you learn a lot more from failing. Yeah. And obviously there are some things to learn when you sure. succeed in something, but I've learned a lot more from my failures than I ever have my successes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I would, know? I would have to agree with that for sure. I mean, not, 
you know, and knowing what not to do sometimes right. is better than knowing what to do. Right. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense when you first say it, but you, know, you can avoid problems by doing things you shouldn't do. Right. And that's what we're really trying to do through navigating most of life is avoid problems. Mm. And we're trying to subconsciously or very aware, we're trying to stay out of conflict or problems. Right. And try to keep that smooth sailing. So, you know, eliminating things that can go wrong, that's a lot of the battle. Right. I think, too, I think one thing that this is just my personal opinion. Um, one thing that we need to allow people to do is fail. Yeah. I think there's too much of that. We're, we're just not allowed to fail anymore. No, and as soon as no. somebody does, it's like, oh, you're a, see, you're you're yeah. out of the picture now. You yep. f- you f- like, what do you mean? Like he already said it. Shoot the participation trophy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right, and that's how you get rid of that. Yeah, is uh, it's you know, you can fail and still have a lot of good things come out of it. Yeah, you know, I go back to hunting. You know, especially bow hunting is. Yeah. You know, 99 out of 100 times, you're coming back just like you went in. You're not really gaining anything as far as a tangible animal. Right. But you should be coming out of there with a little bit more knowledge about how things are moving through this woods. Where do I need to be at to be a more effective hunter? How do I move in on this thing's you know living room? How do I get in there? And uh, it could be subtle things, but you have to be aware of what's going on. Right. Uh, and that I would not necessarily consider that a failure, but to most folks, you say, hey, I'm going hunting tonight. You come home and you didn't have anything. Ah, uh, you, know, you know, better luck next time. No. <laughs> it's nothing to really do with luck. I got. I saw where he's at. It's just a matter of time before I get him. I just like to tell people that I like just to go out and sit in the woods for my inner peace and my like just it's nice and quiet. Cause that way when I don't get anything when I go bow hunting, I'm like, yeah, no, I got everything I need. I yeah. sat out there and I heard all the squirrels. Well, there is some truth to that. <laughs> there is truth to that. I mean, you yeah. can gain. I mean, just getting away from the hustle and bustle and yeah. just turning the phone off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's value to that, and how can you not say you didn't gain anything? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I was just making yeah. a joke, but I'm, you know, it's cool. I've seen stuff. Um, it was uh, not was it last year, the year before. Um, I saw a bobcat for the first time yeah. in person. Yeah, I was in, in a stand. I'd like to bow hunt, um, and this bobcat almost got a squirrel i see this squirrel sitting up on the tree just rah, barking yeah. and i'm like what's and then i'm like what what's this squirrel? yeah so not many people about. get to see those yeah and then so that it was, was the very first time i ever saw yeah. one in person and like i saw it twice that day i saw it in the morning and afternoon wow. but it was neat i saw the squirrel just going crazy i'm like what the heck is this thing's deal next thing i know this bobcat comes slinking up and i'm like this is the pretty coolest, awesome yeah predator, this is the coolest man. thing ever and then later i saw it coming back and um i pulled my phone out that time so i was like well i'm not gonna obviously can't I'm not gonna shoot this thing yeah so i pulled my phone out and he saw me and i got a picture of him standing at the bottom of my tree just looking up at me i'm like yeah this is yes. cool yeah like, and this is yeah, i mean it's times like that you realize how really ineffective you are as a hunter oh yeah <laughs> when yeah. you see an actual real predator moving through the woods 
Yeah. You're like, I, I'm you never so, heard I, him. It just pops yeah, up I'm, right I'm, there. I, I am such an And then idiot. he looks up at you and like, Hey, I see yeah, you. I see you. I've <laughs> yeah. seen you up there for the last two hours. Yeah. You dummy. Yeah. I mean, you realize how ineffective you are when you see a real predator, something like a coyote or an owl yeah, or something like that. You're just like, wow, man, I'm just, I don't even belong out here. Yeah. I'm out of my league. <laughs> yeah. But there's a lot of value in that. And that's, again, I'll go back to find something else to do. You, know, you have your career, but go find something else to do. Get involved in something else and have a few hours, a week, a day, whatever it is, and just unplug it. Mm. You know, unplug it and all that stuff can wait. Just go unplug it and do something for yourself, involve your kids in it your wife, whatever, whatever it is that you do, just unplug from it. I think that's important. And, and I, I I don't see a lot of that anymore. I just don't. People make their career into their life. Mm-hmm. And I understand sometimes that happens without you knowing it. Yeah. But once you realize that's happening, you need to do whatever you can to get out of that and, and start living. You know, I think that's important. So you don't wear it out, and you're not as effective at what you do if it's a, it becomes mundane. Right. You're just not. That's a super important point. I mean, I know I've seen that in my own life where we'll, there's a, where I go hunting. Yeah. Uh, we don't. There's no running water, electricity. It's just cabin down in the middle of the woods. And Perfect. It's like, uh, I'm good in the winter. I'm good for a couple of days. In the summer, it's rough. Not showering, you know, but you, you wipe off whatever. But there's something about you know, you sit down, there's no cars, there's no lights, there's no, you know, every once in a while you hear a plane go over mm-hmm. and you're just staring out at the woods or whatever it is. And it's like, my phone's not going off. And you think, man, this has been a nice day. And you look at time. Oh, it's only one o'clock. Yeah. I can just sit here and just enjoy this. Yeah. And it's like, it gives you that, you know, it's almost like a, that breath of fresh air. You go, is, okay, man. like I gotta go back to work. I go do the things, but it helps. Yep to to remind you that yep. hey there's a lot more out here that- and you can do those things because of your work yeah you know your work that you do so well and so long it gives you that ability to go away and take some time away and you should take advantage of that i mean and you should have your employees or your co-work you should encourage them to do the same let them know that it's okay to hey look man you need to go away for a couple of days and spend time with your family or, you know, you've had a, you've, we've had a rough week. Why don't you take the next couple of days off? You should, you got the time, go do it. Right. You know, it's winter time. Go, go help grandpa get the snow out of his driveway, you know, do something, get out of here and let him know it's okay to do that, that you're not any less of an employee because you want to go do these things like that. Cause sometimes those guys get browbeated if they, they feel like they're letting everybody down if they go. Right. And it's not the case. You need to do that and charge those batteries. Just yeah, just take care of the yeah. the work when you're there. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For sure. Oh. Yeah, we're man, see, this is already two and a half hours in. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people fell asleep out there. I don't think any. No, yeah. <laughs> some <laughs> yeah. some awesome life lessons in there and touched on some. Am some I good the, like the old man of the show so far? Um, well, if you got to think that long, I probably am. I'm trying to go back through guests that we've had. I, I think so at this point, I but my know. grandpa's is coming on. So he's Did like, he, get, uh, he's, he, talk, he, 
he's he's hesitant because he just doesn't know about podcasts but i'm like grabs it's literally just sitting down yeah having some awesome conversations and he's 88 or 89 oh yeah he has lived through some stuff he's oh, a yeah. firecracker too he's awesome that's that that's the two hours easy yeah, yeah. <laughs> right yeah. there that's two hours just talking about the 40s yeah because <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah, right. i mean if you want to look at a time in history oh. man, the 40s i mean the, the especially world war ii I mean, yeah. we have a pandemic right now and it's a pretty big deal but can you imagine there was no tell there was nothing to tune into to get the updates which is probably better off. I kind of wish there wasn't. <laughs> you look at the newspaper every day to find out if you're still a free country. Or not. Right. That's that's pretty wild to yeah. think of it that way. I mean, well, and we're going up against a pretty formidable force. Yeah. Well, that and I heard a lot, a lot of stories about the Cold War and stuff too. It's like people are just every day in and day out. It's like. Yeah, I mean, I can remember doing drills in school for nuclear attacks, and uh, I mean, it, it, it would. You know, you see the giant flash, and I mean, the reality of it is, is it wasn't going to save anybody. <laughs> if you see a flash, I'm you, sorry, you're just gonna, it's going to be able to find us all in the same place, right? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, and, and your little kids trying to wrap your mind around that, I mean, they're not much different than what's going on now. True. I mean, to try to explain to a kid they got to wear a mask or they might die from a virus. Yeah, and that's the hard thing is like we're there's so many facts coming from yeah. so many different sides like yeah. what am i supposed to believe like yeah that's that that's just it it's so hard you don't know you you truly don't know what to believe but you try to pass that stuff on to your kids based on what you know to be true right that's right. all you can do and that most of the time with me that doesn't jive with most of what everybody else thinks but it is what it is yeah all you all you got at the end of the day is yourself and <laughs> that's it you got nobody to answer to yourself and your word yeah that's what we talked about right from the rip yeah yeah that's it and you're not always right yeah but when you're not right just say you're not that's that's a it's not, Hon honesty and the ability yeah. you know willingness to learn easier said like than I said, done. we had a lot of life yeah. lessons today yeah, yeah well, no one's gonna be falling grandpa asleep grandpa joe came in and <laughs> said, got everybody back on the north pole <laughs> <laughs> oh well shoot man anything uh that's i think that's a fantastic note to end yeah. on there unless you got yeah. something you wanna no i'm just glad it went this far i mean i'm sure i, mean, we I was could, really worried yeah, we, we could, could go, go i mean i could take a bathroom break we'd go another three hours i'm sure <laughs> fairly easy well you know but, i got my youngest right and i told him i was going to come do this and they want to go to summit racing yeah so I don't know what time it is. Three, three o'clock. I, I don't know when they close, but we'll make it up there. Probably. I mean, I'm sure they're open now till probably six or seven. I was going to say probably, yeah, I would say six yeah, or seven. Yeah, so we'll have time to make it up. But they want to go up and look at the, you know, all the stuff that they could buy with yeah. my money. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a pretty extravagant little trip for them. They'll like it. Yeah. That's They've awesome. not been there. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a cool place. So we're looking that's at stuff cool. to do, and that came up. So we're going to go do that. But I'm just glad it went. I, I appreciate you asking me to do it. Oh, I yeah, appreciate, appreciate you coming on. I didn't know if I was going to be able to even bring anything to the table at all. Uh, uh, I thought, man, why – I know you and I had talked in the parking lot, but that's you know, that's guy stuff, you know, we're just but I guess that's all this is. That, exactly. It's, that's it's, what this is. So. Have an honest open, honest conversation, man. I think that's like we've talked about. That's it's missing. Yeah, it, it is, and it's a good thing to do. I mean it 
you find out stuff about people that you would probably never ask about. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, I'm just glad I could help. Yeah. Likewise, glad you were able to come. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You I appreciate everything you do, too. Yeah. The law Not enforcement. Not a problem, man. Definitely got I don't know support. What, if I wasn't doing that, I don't know what else I could do. So you'd have your uh, you'd have instead of the police belt, you'd have your belt with your paintbrushes and your pastels and yeah, I might do that. You know, I just wanted to be an art teacher. That's it. There you go. You still got time. But I guess I could always go back and torment kids that way, right? (laughs) Yeah, there you go. You still got time. Impart your wisdom. Yeah, as a a retired police officer, like Bob Ross, right? Yeah, wispy little trees. Happy happy little trees. (laughs) Oh, excellent. Well, thank you. You Thank you.